following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Starting this podcast with some breaking news. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have Paul Pascrillo. Uh, after a long weekend of work. Yeah, Paul <laughs> wasn't able to make it for the rest of the show because we recorded it yesterday. And uh, during the show yesterday, we had some breaking news that was pretty heartbreaking, but this time. Oh boy. What, so if that was heartbreaking. Where's my, um, where's that Staples red button? Uh, <laughs> yes, a help button would be nice. Oh my god. Like, okay, look. The ratings, I get, were bad, but I, I didn't think they were that bad to make this happen. Yeah, I don't know, man. They're certainly not as bad as they were when they first started out. No, and, and I don't understand, like... Like it, we see the physical ratings every every week, nothing was below four hundred thousand. So, I can understand why they know. would take five a.m. away just to to you know strengthen things up a little bit. But well, we're beating around the bush. Yes, <laughs> let's just let's just spill the beans. Basically, tsunami is shrinking to a three and a half hour block now, with. With us starting at midnight and going to three thirty. Bye bye eleven thirty. Yeah, bye bye eleven thirty. Um, and I don't quite understand. Um, I don't, I'm not going to really talk about the ratings because we'll talk about those next week. But the ratings that we're seeing from what this past weekend just did. I mean, those literally were just put out. They literally just came out as we're doing this breaking news. It's it's like. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you a little preview. Nothing's below six hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. King of the Hill is actually below six hundred thousand viewers. So let me get this straight: you're gonna make this a three and a half hour block, but yet, watch Tsunami is working, and it's probably going to help you and probably get your shows over a million. Yeah, it's <sighs> definitely puzzling, but you kind of feel like this was already going to happen. They were just gradually working towards it. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I just don't understand, I guess I just don't understand, like, why you couldn't just, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I I guess I could understand, okay, we go back to midnight, we go to 3 o'clock, and then we repeat, repeat the block. That makes sense to me. It worked before. Why not do that again? Uh, but I don't think it. that in the current state that they would actually do better doing that. Well, it also depends on does it cost more money to repeat a show? That is a question know. that needs to be asked. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think we may and means I think means sketch may need to reach out to a certain person and 
try to get some more clarification because this is I, I guess I'm literally confused. I mean, Toonami says on their Tumblr that Toonami's not going anywhere and they have all these great new shows coming, but you're at a three-and-a-half-hour block now. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, by the way, Attack on Titan's gone. Cowboy Bebop in HD, which you just paid money for, is gone. Well, they're not gone, but they're not going to play. Um, What else? Samurai Jack is... Samurai Jack, Ghost in the Shell, ITPX... Space Dandy. Yeah. Oh, so, and Bleach. Bleach is gone too. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I guess I'm. I guess where I'm at with this is, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know, like I, I guess what I need to know is, were the ratings that they see, and what I mean by that is. Not the physical ratings, not the 18 to 49 ratings, they but the other ratings. They see far more detailed ratings information. Right. Were they really that bad to where you had to do this? Or were are we just doing this because we're hitting the panic button for no reason? I think they're making a knee-jerk reaction, honestly. I, do, I, I think I do that too. Adult Swim is making a mistake here. I really honestly do. And by the way, by the way, we need to clarify something. This is over Jason's head. This is not yeah. this is not anything that is being done by the Tsunami crew. This is not being done by Gil. This is not do, being done by Jason, so do not troll them. Um, They're as disappointed we, as we are, I assure you. I, I, and I think I think it's interesting that they actually said Adult Swim programming department. So I think they're hinting that this is Adult Swim. This isn't and I kind of thought this was all Turner saying this to them. But apparently it's not Turner, it's Adult Swim that's doing this. So Overall, Adult Swim has been down in ratings this past year, and it seems like they're scrambling to do whatever they can to fix that. And they're taking right. it out on Toonami. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because oh. before, Saturday Late Nights, isn't, it, it's not really a time slot that's of great importance, or it, at least it hasn't been. And that isn't to say that shows couldn't do better there, but it seems like they're crying over spilled milk. Right. (laughs) I agree with that. And, you know, the thing is, is the one thing that we've been preaching all along, a couple things that we've been preaching all along, and I think you'll agree with me here, Sketches. Number one, Attack on Titan should have never been at the 11 o'clock. Yeah, thanks for that programming. Yeah, 11.30, I mean, that, that should have been down in the two between two and three o'clock somewhere that's number one number two and i i I knew that it was going to happen but i didn't really want to i really wanted it to do well so i didn't really say anything other than uh dragon ball z broly the legendary super saiyan everything else didn't do well movie wise i mean they did trending wise they did wonderful summer wars did wonderful but ratings wise other than the dbz movie which was over a million hint hint do a dragon ball z movie marathon um you know they didn't do well and that was because you repeated all these things again i'm not saying they didn't do well because they were let in by reruns right and and i say that and but i think the other thing here is we have to take into consideration that you know these ratings it, well, I, it's not. Let me back that up. Not the ratings, 
the way that the money that Toonami is getting is also a problem here because, I mean, okay, granted, yeah, we got Kill the Kill, but how come we weren't able to get more new movies? How come we weren't able to do more things? I, I understand Space Dandy cost you money. I understand that going out and getting Attack on Titan was expensive they spent too. A lot of money last year. This and unfortunately. I got to say, the turnover for the amount that they invested was probably a bit disappointing. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, let's face it, Space Dandy, I, I, I have to say, it didn't really probably pan out for them the way it should have. So, I don't know. I, I just... <sighs> no, I think Space Dandy did all right. And Attack on Titan Space was Dandy. beating comedies before it until they moved Family Guy directly in front of it. And even then, it was still beating comedies before it, but right. much less so. And then when it went into reruns, uh, when Bleach and Attack on Titan ended, a sizable bit of the audience just left. They just left. Right. There's there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Bleach, Bleach definitely was one of the reasons why it's not doing as well as it did, you know. We, you have to make that. You have to make that. You have to tell people that's what it is. You know, that's it. it is what it There's is. The reason why Bleach um, <laughs> died in Japan, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, where do we go from here? Uh, you know, I, I love how Toonami wants to be like, well, you know, it's it's all good. You know, Toonami's not leaving. We have all these new shows and everything. But I just, I just right now. Along with the rest of us, we gotta. It, it's just kind of like disappointing. We're just kind of like I'm, I'm, I might be speaking out of turn for everybody else, but oh, for it's me, I'm just like they it's wouldn't even like, let them have until four. Gotta yeah, cut it up that at doesn't three thirty. What? Yeah. I mean, me and you were talking today about the fact that you know I had said to you I was like you know I wouldn't mind having the five o'clock slot gone. As long as we got the whole eleven o'clock slot, <laughs> which, I, which I thought, oh you know, looking back at that, you know, I thought, hey, that would actually help Tsunami because, well, you'd get more viewers, younger ones than eighteen, that would help out. But then now this shit happened. No, no, no. Like, we don't want younger viewers. I don't fucking care. I need. <laughs> I want more viewers, dude. I don't give a shit who they are at this point. I mean. Really, uh, Tsunami's just getting fucked over right now. That's that's the what it is, and I, I just I, I don't want to start this whole riot thing, but you know I hope that everything that's past three thirty just doesn't do well at all. At this point, I hope it all fucked just fucking just is terrible for them. Now I, I realize I say that, and then they put like five family guys behind Tsunami or something, you know, whatever. But I mean, so here's the positive spin. I, I am absolutely sure that Toonami is going to do gangbusters with that lineup in between the lovely cushioning of Adult Swim comedies. Oh, yeah. No, I, I do think that's that going to lift the block. Yeah, with American Dad and Family Guy in, in front of it, that's going to do wonderfully. Wonderfully, but it's, again, this, you know. It's just such. <sighs> are they really that desperate? For ratings, I guess they are. I mean, I, I guess th see this is this is kind of when we started this whole podcast, and I think this is the point that I need to make. You know, one of the things that I I said, and I, I don't want to be preachy or 
try to, you know, tell you guys what you need to do. But one of the things I kept preaching to you guys was you need to watch the block. You need to continue to watch the block. You need to trend every show every time that it's on Toonami because those are the things that keep this block running. Because if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, something was going to happen. And something happened. <laughs> yeah, you know, something happened for sure. And, you know, again, this is probably, as Sketch kind of pointed out before we even recorded this, you know, it's not, we're probably not talking to you guys that are listening to this podcast. Absolutely you not. Like, you are the faithful listeners. You are the yes, faithful you watchers. And you guys are the ones that are probably watching and, and tweeting every week. Which, by the way, Watch Tsunami trended several times. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely sending a message and the ratings definitely just sent a message too. Here's what I need to tell you guys. Listen to me because I know what I'm doing. Okay. We know what we're doing here. You got to listen to us every single week. You need to be tweeting every single show. Now we're going to try to, we're going to try to coalesce with Toonami in the sense that we're going to try to, mimic whatever hashtag they use so that way we can trend things easier. I also have a little plan. I'm not going to really specify it right now because I don't know if it's going to work, but if I can get the help that I want, we may actually have some backup on this too. But that's all I'm going to say about that for now. You need to watch the block. Okay, that's the most important thing. You need to watch. And I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a little thing out of Jose's book, and I think you'll agree with me, Sketch. If you can't watch the block, if you gotta go to work or something the next day, all you gotta do is turn the TV on, mute your TV, and keep it on. Guess what? That counts as watching. Mm-hmm. And if you can DVR, now, just watch it within a day. Exactly. Well, you know what I would say? Do both. Yeah. Keep do it both. on. So the, you know what yeah, I did so this last Saturday? I watched the stream from AdultSwim.com, and then when it came to that time on the West Coast, I turned on the TV and muted it and had both of them going. <laughs> By the way, you're a cheater, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anybody can do that. Anybody, can, well, not everybody can have the uh, East Coast feed on the West Coast, but anybody can have the stream going while the TV's going. <laughs> So what I need you guys to do, and you need to spread this word, follow us. Follow what we're doing. There's going to be a new trending schedule for this week's schedule. There's going to be a new trending schedule for Toonami starting on February 7th going forward. Follow that trending schedule. We're going to try to get everything to trend as much as possible. We need to get these shows trending. We need to get Toonami to trend. We need to get Watch Toonami to trend. Watch Toonami is going to be the hashtag that Adult Swim will be watching. And I guarantee I will, once it trends worldwide, which it did, by the way, I will throw that in their face and be like, hey, by the way, remember that three, remember how you made it three and a half hours? Yeah, people are watching. <laughs> I think we I think we almost did like a million tweets for that, actually, if I remember correctly, looking at the trending schedule. Man, I don't even remember. It was up there. Hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's definitely... Adult Swim definitely needs to open their eyes and see that Toonami needs to be longer. I don't need Toonami to be six and a half hours, but 
I do think that Toonami deserves at least be four hours, even maybe five. Okay? And, by the way, if you want Toonami to be better, Adult Swim, maybe give them a little bit more money. Just saying. Can't get a brand new show that hasn't even gone to DVD or Blu-ray and may, might be a broadcast dub if you don't have the money to give them. This is true. Sorry, but, sorry, but let's let's face the reality here. If the budget was better, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We wouldn't even be having this bad news, in my opinion. So, certainly would have made a difference back in November. Yeah. Speaking of that but, um, schedule, I suppose we should mention what it is. So, starting off the uh, block, we have Dragon Ball Z Kai at midnight. Kill a Kill will premiere at twelve thirty. Naruto Shippuden. We'll move to 1 a.m. Inuyasha, the final act, will move to 1.30. Gurren Lagan will move to 2 a.m. One Piece will move to 2.30. And Dead Man Wonderland will be at 3 a.m. So there you go. Um, I'm not happy about One Piece. Nope. Yeah, I'm not really happy about One Piece either. I, You know, I'm going to go... There's one thing that I've wanted to have happen with One Piece for a while, and I might as well say it right now while we're recording this, is why is One Piece not at 12.30? Now, hold your horses, Naruto fans, and kill the kill fans and everything. We haven't tried having One Piece higher up in the block. Okay. This is true. And I think I think the higher that that show is, the better ratings it would do. And I think it would correlate a lot better if you put it there. Well, my only thought with why Gurren Lagann is ahead of One Piece, because it sure isn't because of ratings, is they probably have a show lined up to replace Gurren Lagann, and they want that ahead of One Piece. Well, we can only hope that's what it is. Oh, but... man, I hope it's not fairy tale. <laughs> well, you know, I, I thought of when this when the first bad news happened, I kind of went, "Fuck, we need to go get fairy tale," because it's it's the at this point we need every show that we can get that has ratings. I I, I hate to say man, it, if you can't do it with just DBZ and Naruto and Inuyasha, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but Fairy Tale hasn't been on the Fairy Tale hasn't actually been as far as I know on broadcast TV. So not just the Funimation channel, which they play it a exactly. lot. <laughs> so, I mean, it would get a lot of exposure on broadcast TV. This would be the first time it's on broadcast TV. Um, so again, you know, if it is Fairy Tale, bring it. I I at this point, we need everything that we can get. Oh, man, you know? Colt will flip. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If Colt wants to be, argue with me, he can bring it. Because you know what? Fuck it. I would rather save Toonami over hearing Colt. I, I will hear Colt bitch all day long about Fairy Tale if Fairy Tale helps us save Toonami. I don't care. I don't really care at this point. And it's the most important thing. Survival. Exactly. Right now, it's survive. We're in survival mode, people. Okay. You wanted me to tell you when we when you needed to start hitting the panic button. Well, guess what? We've reached the point of hitting the fucking panic button. Okay. This is this is this is the time for you to spread the word to tell everybody that loves tsunami to watch 
Toonami, okay? Because if you don't, we're going to have to start using a hashtag called Save Toonami. Oh, boy. I hope it doesn't come and to in, that. And it may even come to where we have to use that hashtag that we started with called Bring Back Toonami. Oh, don't talk about hope, that, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to talk about so, that. So, Paul, but, what would we do if there is no Toonami? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't re- I haven't reached that critical point yet. Yeah, me either. Oh, uh, that's enough doom I, and gloom. We now return you to the previously recorded podcast. Watch Toonami Everybody Watch Toonami Everybody Uh, hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast What's a... I'm, I'm your host, Hank Hill Um... I don't understand this uh, anime stuff. Uh, let me look up a little something. Ooh, Bobby, you're never watching Cartoon Network again. Too soon? Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah, this is sketched. <laughs> and join uh, me this week. Hey, Samurai Derail Medics. And... Uh, even though I have no poker face, your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. And returning... Uh, Jan, a.k.a. Tarzana. Monkey Nuts! Monkey Nuts. And also returning this week... It's Duelist, a.k.a. Duelist G from YouTube. You ain't no G, now shut up and sit down. (laughs) It's Duelist, otherwise known as Duelist. There you go, better. (laughs) I like the gems of Duelist, man. Duelist, you say my name. It's time to Duelist. It's time to Duel. You want me to do that every time? No. We'll fix it in post. All right. Well, folks, as you can see, Darrell was not the cause of this. Maybe I was. So Paul will not be joining us today because he has work. Probably stuck at work during the blizzard, too. (laughs) Yes, apparently. Hear me on the West Coast. I know nothing of this blizzard that is ravaging the other coast. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm glad that you could all make it. I was a little concerned. Just a little. In all honesty, the storm hasn't really started as of the time of recording. Uh, It'll pick up soon enough. Well, when is soon enough? Hopefully uh, <laughs> not in the middle of the recording. Yeah, I know. Oh boy, that would. That would oh. Tell my wife I love. <laughs> it's all right. The first person to go. Tell is my Paul. wife. Hello. <laughs> well, we have a lot to cover this week, but 
first, we wanted to give a shout out to Christian McCord for making it into full, full sale university. Yeah. yeah. Full sale university. You lucky bastard. Enjoy your free NXT shows. Exactly. You're going to Jose's alma mater, man. We're proud of you. Congratulations. And when you become, and when you become Jose level, you're free to join us again and really start kicking ass again. Don't everybody answer all at once. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. 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 Incest. <laughs> but it's is out, so it's possible. <laughs> Too soon. There. <laughs> If you mean by just yesterday, then sure. <laughs> Please note that the following conversation contains information that has become largely outdated by the time of this recording. Okay, we gotta get the bad news out of the way first. There's no more alcohol in the storage? Yeah, that's part of the bad news. No! Oh my god, Dr- no! To get through the oh my god! You probably noticed, even if you didn't hear about the schedule update, that Toonami ended a half hour earlier this week, and it will actually end even earlier this upcoming week. Well, we're losing the 5 a.m. hour, but uh, don't worry, Attack on Titan will be back next week. It'll move to 2.30 that week, right after Dead Man Wonderland. So we're losing the 5 a.m. hour, and uh, apparently the reason is not meeting ratings expectations. Now, don't freak out. This is understandable. The ratings for Adult Swim have been down in general, and it kind of seems like they're taking it out on Toonami, which is hardly fair. But at the same time, that 5 a.m. hour of Toonami could stand to do better. Sure. So, uh... Kind of uninspired, they decided to replace that with an hour of King of the Hill. But that's always a safe bet for Adult Swim. And yes, believe it or not, people do wake up at 5 in the morning, even on a Sunday, to watch King of the Hill. Yeah, some of y'all need to go to church any damn way. (laughs) Well, I mean, some people just have that really, really early uh, uh, wake-up time that they the rest of the week and they can't shake it, you know? Yeah. That is also true. So, I mean, you don't see what that two nominee losing that five o'clock hour and I'm spending that anime, man. <laughs> Boom, how I never understood a damn thing said. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, so bummer about that. I The silver lining is we're just losing reruns. And because people may have been watching Samurai Jack, maybe even for the first time ever, and, well, at least you found it finally, they will be streaming the last two episodes of Samurai Jack starting next Saturday. That'll I believe that's uh, on Video On Demand, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll be on AdultSwim.com, Video On Demand section. No word on what they're going to do about IGPX, but it seems like they finally got the streaming rights to that show. So that may also stream. Well, I was streaming rights when I went to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) 
but also there's uh remember it's coming out on dvd um uh, this year so. yeah Woo-woo. yeah so get more reason to buy the dvd if you didn't I'm... already ow yeah so the good news is Toonami's retaining its 11:30 slot and all the earlier hours because that would be panic mode right there that that would be a big concern but nonetheless there is moderate concern that Toonami may in fact shrink even more if things don't pick up so their solution is to uh, modify the lead-in time slots of comedy they've bulked that up with uh, higher performing shows American Dad and Family Guy back to back or rather the opposite order <laughs> which uh, as much as we love the affirmative action hour <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been doing so hot lately and that is part of Toonami's ratings woes among other yeah, things really uh, I never understood why to not why um, they did to me something really really strong to piggyback off of so yeah that's it so that's just me though um you know if i um remembering ugly americans uh, was doing pretty well in its first couple seasons it piggybacked off of south park and i thought that was a big reason for ugly americans ratings and i'm thinking you know what that works for something that'll probably work for me if it could piggyback off a of family guy or heck, even American Dad. So, uh... yeah, the uh, the non Fox shows on Adult Swim pretty much always piggyback off of Family Guy or American Dad. So this is nothing new. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Yeah, and uh, in the cases when Toonami was not let in by Family Guy or American Dad, it usually beat its lead in, which is yeah. a good thing. But at the same time, they may have been able to get higher ratings with a better lead-in, so that's usually what they try to do. So you won't likely see uh, the Toonami first hour beating the 10 p.m. hour anymore with the uh, change of that schedule. But if it means overall higher ratings for Saturday, then that's still going to make Toonami look pretty darn good. Yeah. And Toonami needs to start looking pretty darn good. (laughs) You don't want to lose it, people, do you? No. No. We don't want to lose it. I don't think we're in imminent danger of losing it, but we definitely have been put on this. This is your warning. (laughs) First warning, yeah. The the fact that he did say that more time slots... Well, he didn't directly say it, but, you know, hinted that if the block does start doing better, we could theoretically lose more time. So let's... Let's all start watching. Those were the warning shots, people. Okay, so I can't I can't see us losing Toonami entirely because it's still pulling far better ratings than Adult Swim Action ever did. But at the same time, we could go back to how Toonami originally was when we got it back in 2012, where it'd just be three hours and then repeat. Oh, I don't think they'd so, do the repeat. If we're lucky. I think it would just yeah, be three maybe not hours. Even that, yeah. <laughs> I guess we called that one. Actually, you know what? That would probably make uh, a lot of sense uh, if they were to contract it further. So you know what? Um, we've known, we've had this mission since the very beginning. If we wanted to keep Toonami, we were going to have to do the work. We were going to have to watch. I don't care about reruns. I don't care 
about new show about there not being any new shows. You guys watch uh, watched reruns of Bleach and filler arc of Naruto with no complaints. So I don't want to hear it. Right. That's right. Watch the watch That's the right. damn blo- watch the damn block. You got your precious Dragon Ball Z. Now friggin' watch it. <laughs> Damn, that's right, Jim. Get on the ass like a black man should. <laughs> for those of you, see, this is the reason why we drafted. For those of you at all concerned if this will affect uh, other things, the budget has not been affected. Their plans for Intruder Two have not been affected, and no, Kill a Kill has not been uh, affected very much. At least, it may not air at eleven thirty, or rather, it's unlikely to air at eleven thirty. But it will. Ugh. It will premiere on February seventh. They're just not sure what time it slot it is yet. It has to be at midnight. It can't be any later than midnight. Otherwise, it's going to bomb. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're hoping to pull ratings wise. I don't think it's going to be the same as Attack on Titan. But at the same time, uh, I said this on Twitter. I think when you have a new show at 1130, it has to lead off the block. This is tantamount. This is paramount. You cannot have a new show and not have it lead off the block. At least a show as highly touted as Kill a Kill. I have to agree with you on that one, Jim. That's just the most logical choice to make. Well, that's also because of my humongous fear of Dragon Ball Z completely uh, monopolizing the block, just like it did back in the day, where people would watch DBZ and only DBZ, and then just immediately, you know, turn the TV off, that's it, and, you know, the ratings for the rest of the night would suffer. Big time. Well, we'll have to wait and see. They just made this schedule change on Saturday. We'll see how it affects the ratings on a short notice and also on the second week. And who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kill a Kill may yet air at 11.30. Who knows? But then again, so. they, they have really surprised us in the past anyway, so who knows? Yeah. I hope it does, though. Yeah, I hope I so. I just hope it doesn't get buried. I mean... I don't think it. Uh, it's kind of a no-brainer to air something that new and requested, you know, before old retooled Dragon Ball reruns. But you know, yeah, as as enjoyable as it would be to have it pair with Gurren Lagann, but that would only last seven yeah. weeks anyway. So let's not screw Kill a yeah. Kill <laughs> for the rest yeah, of its twenty. Like, uh... <laughs> no, not. 26 episode run or 24 episodes however much it yeah, is 20 24 they might play the ova maybe 20 so 24 or 25 if they play the ova yeah yeah we uh hopefully they play the ova i hear it's i hear it's good or at least some somewhat worthwhile i haven't seen it myself I don't see why they wouldn't attempt to unless there's some weird rights thing. Oh, it's thing always a rights reason, thing. So. <laughs> that usually seems to be the case of why that doesn't happen. If such a thing is available. Like, they didn't play the OVA for Dead Man Wonderland. Yeah. Although that one wasn't too bad. <clears throat> um, it was a... Uh, um... You know, it, it wasn't really anything different. It was just another episode, but it was a backstory episode with uh, Senji. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a good one. <clears throat> so it, it wasn't what people were hoping for, some kind of continuation of the story. 
No. No, not from no. what I hear. That's too bad, but... I, I think I heard it might be alternate backstory for that character compared to the manga, but I haven't read it, so... Huh. Y'all asked me to get on the ball and do that. I probably will after watching Dead Man again. Go get the belt. (laughs) (laughs) So, overall, we encourage you to watch Toonami as much as you can. To tweet the shows, to try and trend the shows as many as you can. And just overall, support the endeavor, because... Get back yeah. to what we were doing up until like you know the end of last year. Don't don't rest I don't know where on all our you guys laurels, went, guys. <laughs> there are no laurels to rest on. It's just a bed of spikes. That's actually comfortable <laughs> to sleep on sometimes. They're jagged spikes. They're not all the same length. <laughs> and I'm a side sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> Must suck well, that for sounds you. awful. Now, because people asked me if we would cover some of the Q&A, I decided to grab some choice bits. Uh, thanks to Intensity, a, a user on the ASMB, here's some uh, here, here's some choice bits from the Q&A. It is possible to regain the 5 a.m. hour. just has to do well. But honestly, I feel like that's not really the biggest concern. Keeping the rest of the time is the biggest concern. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Bleach skipped some episodes after the movie month due to legal contractual reasons. Pretty simple. The rail had nothing to do with that, people, so shut up. Dead Man Wonderland will not get another run after this one, at least not anytime soon. Uh, someone asked what the most requested show from Sentai Filmworks would be, and it's Akame Ga Kill. Now, they said that DBZ Kai will remain at 11.30 p.m. for the foreseeable future, but that can always change. They do now believe that Attack on Titan reruns starting off the block hurt more than it helped. Gee, you think? It kind of feels like they're getting punished for agreeing to the terms that they had to. But the schedule department always is right. Mm -hmm. They are not happy about losing 5 a.m., but they don't think it's such a big deal either. They're not sure when Kill a Kill will be airing, but it will be airing on February 7th. Month of movies didn't do as well as they had hoped this year. The top five requested anime right now are Attack on Titan Season 2, SAO Season 2, Kill a Kill, somebody missed a memo, Sailor Moon, Crystal, and Anything Gundam. Attack on Titan and DBZ Kai were the most well-received shows last year. A month of movies in 2015 currently seems unlikely. And sports anime are also unlikely to air on Toonami. That means no more Prince of Tennis for you, fuckers. Mm-hmm. You didn't watch it the first time. So you didn't really put faith in people at Toonami. So. Mm-hmm. And the majority of sports anime don't even get dubbed. Mm. Yeah, because, well, they don't really sell here. 
like past evidence has all said that they just don't People sell. think that because certain shows are doing well on Crunchyroll or Hulu that they're going to sell. And that isn't always the case. I would have paid for a good dub of <laughs> iShield 21. Oh, yeah, man. Just I'm being I, honest. I bought the sub-only DVDs of that show. Damn, man. That's commitment right there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only thing I've ever bought from Sentai. Nope, nope. Clan Ed. I got Clan Ed also. Dude, tearjerker. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I don't I know, man. I own a lot of Sentai stuff, though, man. Dubbed in, so... I at least have the Get Backers set. Oh, I would love to see that on Toonami so much. That's yeah, a fun but show. it's so old, you know? It's, it's an old show, though. Yeah, I know, but man, yeah, but... they could throw it on at like 2.30. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. Well, well, we, gotta see, well, we don't know what's going on. We've never known no. where the relationship between Toonami and Sentai has stood. So that is cool. I don't know, Jim. Maybe we can get Project AKB0048. <laughs> or Madaka Box. <laughs> Madaka boobs, you mean? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm going to watch those boobs tonight. And one more thing. Uh, someone asked how they determine what shows they were going to add to Toonami. And they said that their head of programming, Kim Manning, still head of programming, sits down with them and they all look over a list of available shows and bring in their ideas on any shows that they don't currently have the rights to and want to research. Then it's a complex mix of how much the show costs, where the rights are, how quickly a deal can be made, and if the show needs edits and stuff like that. Is that it's allowed to the budget? Yeah. Well, that does it for a brief recap of the Q&A. You can still find all of their answers from the recent Q&A by going to tsunami.tumblr.com, but bear in mind those things get pretty hard to find if you wait too long. Without further ado, it's time for the Inuyasha, the final act recap. Inuyasha The Final Act, Episode 7, The Mausoleum of Mount Azusa. So Koga, everybody remembers him as another one of the husbandos, which is in a very husbando-heavy show. He's the wolf, half-wolf demon. He joins Inuyasha's group, but he becomes annoyed when he is advised to leave his shard and go, just like Kikyo had told him, which Koga always liked having the jewel shards for some reason. I think it probably gave him an edge over Inuyasha. Kikyo is partially able to heal Moroku by pouring some of her life force into him, but warns him he'll die if he overuses his wind tunnel, which they constantly refer to during the series. So the loss of her life force causes her wound to reopen again, and now the scene shifts to Naraku. Knowing Kikyo's plan is to destroy him, Naraku is forced to take Onigumo, his human heart, back into himself. And because of this, he gains the ability to spin spider webs, invisible spider webs. And shortly thereafter, he manages to capture Kikyo, not just Kikyo, but also Kagome and Inuyasha in his webs. But this is important because Kikyo's capture cancels out her purification powers and she ends up being infected by his evil will and evil feelings and whatever the 
word they was used for it was in the episode. Uh, so her wound spreads and worsens as a result. So Kohaku, but un- but fortunately for everybody, Kohaku is protected by her Shikigami, which is her, you know, protective spell. Byakuya of the Dreams finds Kohaku and poisons him with snakes, but is forced to leave when Sashomaru's group sh- uh, shows up. And this is never referred to again in the episode for some reason. So Kohaku is taken with them because of his friendship with Rin, the little girl that uh, is always with Sashomaru for some reason. So Inuyasha's group finds Kikyo. And as I said before, Inuyasha and Kagome end up getting entangled in the invisible webs. Kagome sees a vision of the tragic parting between Inuyasha and Kikyo, which took place 50 years prior, which, you know, flashes back to the beginning of the series for all you Inuyasha fans out there. And seeing that Kikyo cannot heal herself, Kagome attempts to use Kikyo's bow to once more purify the miasma in her, but the bowstring inexplicably snaps just because Kagome touches the bow. Kikyo explains that Kagome has also been defiled by the webs, preventing her from being able to purify the miasma herself. So to to actually purify the miasma, wow, I can't believe I'm saying that. I will never say that phrase ever as much in my entire life after this. Um, Kikyo instructs Kagome to go to Mount Azusa to obtain a bow with special spiritual powers that can save her, but only if Kagome truly wants to. So the spirit guardian tests her at the sacred mountain, during which Kagome dangles from a cliff. Kikyo then appears and angers Kagome by telling her what she really thinks of her. And then Kagome fires back by saying she's jealous and learns it was actually just an image of Kikyo created from her own insecurities. So Kagome passes the test and obtains the sacred longbow of Mount Azusa. And then, but then Kagome falls into the abyss below and Naraku realizes Kagome has gotten free from his webs and decides he will have to kill Kikyo personally to prevent her from being purified. And end. Kikyo is always no. giving Kagome a hard time. Yeah, One way or is. another. Yeah. It's cause she jelly! Oh yeah, yeah she go cray cray over in Yasha. No man, all that miasma, man. I just can't breathe no more. <laughs> <Miasma. Ooh. laughs> that must be some new brand of weed for real, man. It's like, yeah, you gotta get smoke some of this miasma right now. See what it do to you. <laughs> don't inhale, don't inhale. <laughs> puff puff gill. Mm-hmm. Oh, Naraku and his goop everywhere. Lovely. I know, man. Just, just, just lovely. lovely. I mean, the episode was going by so goddamn quick. This is the first time I actually seen the speed up. I'm like, goddamn, <laughs> how much fucking damn speed did they shoot into the veins of Yasha the final half? <laughs> it's quite the opposite from the the uh, the original series, which kind of went along at a leisurely pace, all things considered, and was True. largely episodic. This t- tries to cram about five episodes worth of content. Yeah, this is basically Inuyasha on ecstasy, man, at a rave with glow sticks. <laughs> yeah. All you need is a whistle. And that was interesting that Kohaku's jewel shard has become purified over time. How it- is she purified? She, I don't know. She was... 
uh, raised by a witch. Yeah. I was actually talking about Kohaku, not Kikyo. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Kikyo, the zombie priestess. Yes, Inuyasha, save the girl that still has a pulse. Yeah. (laughs) Kikyo will be fine. (laughs) Don't even worry about it, man. Doggone love triangle. It has been a while since we've had a love triangle-focused episode of Inuyasha, though. It's it's kind of refreshing, or at least nostalgic. In a way, it's like putting on an old comfortable sweater, <laughs> full of dog hair. Well, seeing as Blue Alexander is your buddy, Jim, I thought it would be only right if you read his email. Okay, so Alex. Um, our resident Inuyasha fan, Blue Alexander 93 He's the guy who knows more about Inuyasha than any of us, uh, probably, on uh, Twitter. So, his email says thus. Hey everyone, Blue Alexander 93 here. I wanted to talk about this episode of Inuyasha the Final Act, but I have a lot to say about it, which is why I'm doing my talkback via email and not Twitter. Yeah, this is definitely more than 140 characters. (laughs) I saw that the whole sequence with Kagome and the illusion Kikyo raised a small bit of ire as I saw that many people say this was the exact same setup and situation as occurred several times before, when actually this scene has a lot more going for it. Up until now in the series, Kagome has harbored an amount of resentment, pettiness, and envy towards Kikyo, given the history between her and Inuyasha, and although there have been a few scenes of Kagome's inner jealousy poking out, this was the first time she was able to tell, finally tell Kikyo, albeit an illusion of her, what she really felt towards her. In that sequence, Kagome was able to finally realize that, when it comes to Inuyasha, they are both equals, and that the past Kikyo and Inuyasha once shared doesn't matter anymore and that they can never compare to what she and Inuyasha have been building. The episode, however, left out one rather important detail from the manga. In Chapter 458, Kagome proclaims that she has no further reason to fear Kikyo or hate Kikyo anymore. The entire sequence is one of the biggest moments of Kagome's character arc, and that she finally found her resolve and closure without her, with her harbored envy and jealousy towards Kikyo, because what Kagome and Inuyasha have can never be compared to anyone else. With that said, to anyone that thinks I'm pulling this out of my ass, you are sadly mistaken. I've been a fan of the series for 12 years and I've studied it inside and out. I know how it goes and I will out-fanboy anyone that thinks otherwise. Thanks for reading this talkback, guys. Blue Alexander 93, out. Motherfucker, I ain't trying to out-fanboy you for that. (laughs) Shit. I like your explanation, though. I don't know. I kind of... I don't know. I think uh, me doing a psychological analysis of Kasher and Sins in terms of... uh, Using the uh, Kubler-Ross model, I think, is a little bit too uh, fanboyish for me. <laughs> That's probably the most I've ever fanboyed out on a series. Damn, did you go Kubler-Ross on this man? <laughs> I used the Kubler-Ross model on Liuze. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it worked. It all checked out. <laughs> I swear. It's okay, people. Psychology people, whoever, or someone who's actually taken a couple of psychology classes understands it. It's okay. All right. I think I finally threw off Naraku's poison insects. <laughs> Who said you could talk, Duelist? <laughs> Duelist missed this week of uh, Inuyasha, or rather, he's behind a couple of weeks, so we let him uh, go search for jewel shards. He's Optimus Priming. <laughs> yeah, 
Freedom is the right to all sentient beings. (laughs) (laughs) You kept on, you broke up a lot there, so. (laughs) Yeah. All right, continuing the talkbacks, Andy Yoho writes in, I could do without the soap opera between Inuyasha Kagome and Kikyo. It's still a better love story than Twilight, though. Damn <laughs> right. <laughs> taking a shit in the toilet suit is a better love story than Twilight. Exactly. Anything's a lot better. <laughs> oh, man. My internet must suck tonight. <laughs> Your internet hates you. It does. It, it... <laughs> the internet has shifted towards... Uh... Yeah, the uh, internet has shifted towards the East Coast because they know we needed a little bit more to get into this. Because the world will stop if the internet is is not available. <laughs> yeah, it probably would. Well, it would be unfortunate to get snowed in and lose power. I would not love yeah. that to death. So I s- suppose I could catch up on my books until it gets dark. Oh, look at Jim on Jim and Juice. <laughs> Gin and juice. Yeah, she got something to say, y'all. <laughs> she just been real, real quiet on my lap tonight. Uh, she found her I'm coffee very, place. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> Speaking of Jen, Tarzana writes in, too many mixed emotions going on in that love triangle. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Karen and Steven write in. This is just one person, I believe. Inuyasha, the final act so far is pretty good. I'm not really worried about losing the 5 a.m. slot, to be honest. Mm, only when we start losing more slots, then I'll be worried. Allison T. writes in, Well, Kagome got permission from Kikyo to get Inuyasha sloppy seconds. Still more progress than a month's worth of Naruto. I hope Simone is good at prison rules. Luffy do, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Luffy always disappears and then all of a sudden comes right back in when you need it. Yeah, especially when you're telling people to burn shit down. <laughs> yep, Luffy, sating the pyro in us all. Exactly. <laughs> this is from Inuyasha-san87. Webs everywhere. Thank Kikyo Illusion may have been the fake, but the hate for Kikyo is real. Next week is going to be epic. Am I the only one who likes when Fukuro says chapapa? Time to collect some keys and fight some CP9. I am so ready for this. Simone is having a really crappy day. Rigged trial. Saves the day. Still thrown in jail with Viral. Poor guy. After getting the 11.30 slot, losing the 5 o'clock hour was sad news, to be honest. But this just means we need to keep supporting more. I wholeheartedly agree. Exactly. And yes, and yes Chapapa, it is funny, but it does get on your nerves, too, at the same time. A little bit. Anybody know what it means? No, but it's probably nonsense, like Shepardadoo. Uh, yeah. Ziggity Ziggity-Doo! <laughs> or as in Paul talk, go on. I think that was Paul in the background, huh? I guess so. <laughs> it was Paul, like, from work. He's like, There's a man to be on the podcast! Shut the fuck up. I still want to know what's up with that sword elephant thing. (laughs) Sketch has no information for me. (laughs) I have no idea, man. It's One Piece. Dude, Spandam is an ivory dealer, dude. Remember, you can't spell Spandam without spam. (laughs) (laughs) Egg baked beans sausage and spam. 
Hey, ain't nothing wrong with spam, dude. <laughs> it's good fried up, man, with eggs and bacon and It is actually pretty good. I don't want any spam. <laughs> well, you can always get scrapple. I don't want spam. Chuffapa. Okay, so uh, Matthew Cole Morgan is next after that uh, nice spam interlude. Uh, Naruto Shippuden moves slower than my grandma. My grandma is dead. Losing 5 a.m. may just be a result of the manipulate the manual. It sucks, but I don't see it as a death sentence just yet. Reanimation jutsu. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a morbid joke right there. Yes, it is, but it makes sense, though. But it's also accurate. Yeah. <laughs> that means two things. I, I will say that I don't think that they shortened the block an hour due to fan suggestion, or they would have approached it far differently in explaining it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those really, really confusing ballot questions when you go to vote. <laughs> And then, for some reason, it just doesn't work the way you want it to. It's like, but I didn't press it that way. <laughs> so, next up is Cody GGPR. I assume the GGPR means Go Go Power Rangers! Uh, first time watching DBZ Kai, so I am genuinely intrigued by the Saiyans arriving. Can't wait, can't wait for next week. Does hate tweeting Naruto Shippuden still count as tweeting about Shippuden? Yes, it does, Cody. It now go find Zach. Absolutely. If it doesn't, then I was not tweeting about shipping in last I, night. We we <laughs> will take your hate tweets. Yes, hate, we as yep, Jason says, works. a hate watch is still a watch. It counts. We will take it. <laughs> hate watch one piece for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't like the hate stuff. I say when I hate can, something. Can you get Mac to do that sketch? I, I can't admittedly say that I hate watched Bleach this most recent week because I was really actually quite entertained by that episode. <laughs> you better been entertained. Once you're in the Eisen arc, Bleach is awesome. <laughs> so, like once Eisen, you're actually doing stuff and, you know, it's back to mm -hmm. Kanan. But I did hate watch the crap out of Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> <laughs> no more flashbacks! Why are there flashbacks in every... Single episode. <laughs> because they want to fuck with you like that sketch. Django X Fed is our next Toonami Talkback. He says, Did I mention how much I'll always love Naruto? Probably not, but... <laughs> DBZ We09 says, During Shippuden, we looped to the start, kind of like Space Dandy did when his crew went to Meow's planet. Tomorrow! Never ends. <laughs> we'll all be very excited when tomorrow occurs on Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> One of these days. Play it's like for... fucking Groundhog's Day. <laughs> hey, that's coming up too. Mm -hmm. That fucking Groundhog better come out. If not, I'm going down this hole and his ass will be barbecued. <laughs> Play for Cinema says, Sakura, just finger yourself already. We know you've been waiting for this. Huh. Oh. Weird Toonami music video time. Sometimes you simply gotta be stoned in order to watch Toonami. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> you have to be drunk, motherfucker. I guess it's the Alkies versus the Stoners now, Jen. <laughs> we'll get to it we soon this. enough. We'll get to the we'll get to the music video soon enough, children. Don't you worry. We'll save it, it for then. <laughs> Seriously, it was like watching LSD, dude. <laughs> 
Blatch says, oh, already I'm starting to miss Straw Hat Theater at the end of One Piece. Were those done specifically for the recaps? I don't know, yes. but... yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, when in doubt, ask Greg. But <laughs> We can ask the sketch, too, because sketch knows. Yeah. But I just want to defer to Greg, because Greg's awesome, too. <laughs> yes, but Greg is not on our podcast right now. He should be at some point. <laughs> he needs to. I'm going to Japan to kidnap his ass. <laughs> you hear that, Greg? <laughs> Zach, Steve, come back. We're coming for you. <laughs> Matthew, Cont- <laughs> Matthew Contreras says, Rossiu needs to stop letting power go to his forehead. He has become such a dick now. Yeah, he did let a letter go to that forehead. With great forehead <laughs> comes a lot of responsibility. <laughs> Specifically the forehead. Yeah, exactly. And that forehead. So I think his forehead probably bigger than Sakura's, man. Yeah. Shit's so big you can see it from outer space. <laughs> Rashad Wilson says, I know I'm late, but I appreciate y'all playing Run the Jewels a couple weeks back. Glad about Dead Man, too. Yeah. Uh, you can thank Jose for that. <laughs> blue Zio. Hey, it's Bill. Hey, it's uh, Adam, actually. No, it's Rocky. Rocky. Rocky was the Blue Zio Ranger. For me, I'm ticked. Very upset Tsunami is the only thing I watch. At Adult Swim is the worst programming ever. Don't say that. Tunmai. And by the way, he spelled Tsunami Tunmai. Get get yourself some grammar, son. Or else we getting a belt for your ass, too. And I got a pal. Jen like to do the um, honors? What? (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about this later, young lady. (laughs) I missed something. You certainly did. (laughs) Frank Full Metal says, It's upsetting that Toonami lost 5 a.m., but at least we didn't lose time on the front end. Just keep calm and hashtag watch Toonami. You stole my fucking line, Frank, because I <laughs> said it a whole bunch of times. Go, Frank, you go to the fucking corner now. When, I swear, you gonna be at Momocon, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> just a stone, just a stunner from uh, Darrell. He's just gonna oh. walk up to Frank, stun him, and walk away. Yeah, don't worry about slapping the face. You okay? <laughs> Frank, you okay? Dude, really? Okay, let's go and get something to drink, Jim. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trader Vix! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think there's a Trader Vix in the uh, CNN building. No, it's not. Nah, damn it. Then again, yeah. that would explain their news coverage. Oh! oh! JMB, our last entry to the Toonami Talkback, says, I wanted to ask this on the Toonami Tumblr, but I missed the Q&A, and I'm not sure if you guys would know the answer or not. But I have TiVo service. Does that in any way count toward ratings, or do I still need a Nielsen box? Uh, I think it depends on if you have a Nielsen box, which nobody knows if they have a Nielsen box to start with. And from what I understand, uh, you have to watch it within 48 hours of you recording it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is, but I heard that through the grapevine. So mm. I think we talked about that like um, earlier podcast when we still had Jose on. Yeah. Yes. So I assume you want me to keep on hosting because your internet has been so dodgy today. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> the sketch overboard. Yeah. All right. So now we get to move on to the ratings and other parts of Toonami News.
From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. So, the adult 18 to 49 ratings for January 17th, 2015. 11 to f- 11.30 on Attack on Titan did 531,000 viewers. Dragon Ball Z Kai did 447,000 viewers. Naruto Shippuden did 451,000 viewers. And we get a little jump at 1 a.m. for Inuyasha the Final Act at 471,000 viewers. One Piece at 441,000 viewers. 2 a.m. did with Gurren Lagann did 367,000 viewers. 2.30, Dead Man Wonderland did 364,000 viewers, so nice retention. Same thing for 3 o'clock and Bleach, which had 354,000 viewers. And then comes the big drop at 3 a.m. with 3:30 a.m. Excuse me, with Space Dandy, as they did 273,000 viewers, and then we get another jump at 4 a.m. with Cowboy Bebop that did 284,000 viewers. 4:30 a.m. Ghost in the Shell did 257,000 viewers. 5 a.m. in IGPX did 199,000 viewers. And Samurai Jack finishes the night at 235,000 viewers. And again, that is 18 to 49. This is your overall ratings again. Attack on Titan did 961,000. DBZ Kai, 850,000. Naruto Shippuden, 774,000. Inuyasha, there's that jump, 784,000. 10,000 more than Shippuden. One Piece, 687,000. Gurren Lagann, 575,000. The jump again to Dead Man Wonderland at 601,000. Bleach, 587,000. Space Dandy, 480,000. Another jump, Cowboy Bebop, 495,000. Ghost in the Shell, 443,000. IGPX, 403,000. And Samurai Jack closes the night with 465,000 views. See where we're hurting a little bit, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I could see why they uh, started cutting our stuff, because when you look at the uh, stuff we did last year, we got a triple million between Space Dandy, which pulled 1.4 million viewers, Bleach did 1.3 million, and Naruto Shippuden did 1.16 million. So, yeah, you can see where we're hugely down year over year. All I will say regarding that is I'm pretty sure world premieres of Space Dandy were going to pull in a lot more of a rating than... Yeah, reruns well, of Attack on Titan, yeah. And DBZ, you know. But you know I, what? People, I'm sorry to cut you off, Duelist, but, you know, executives <laughs> or anybody, people don't see that. All they see are the numbers. They don't see the context. That's the problem. I'm sure. I am about 99% sure that people do not see that context, if I may say so. I would think that that would help in running a network, but then a I mean, all I they see are doll- all they see are numbers. They don't see anything. They don't see context. All they see are numbers. <clears throat> so. All all I was really going to add was I'm somewhat disappointed with 
the lack of people watching Kai due to its apparent demand. Although, I mean, obviously not everyone wanted Kai as far as DBZ, but... Yeah, you get a lot of people who are still whining that it's not the original DBZ, therefore it sucks. You know, I may have not wanted Kai or DBZ. (laughs) I'm gonna just be honest, I didn't want it. I didn't want it at all. You know, me and Jim had extensive conversations because it's the fan base, but the thing is, I still watch it, though. Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to support the blog. That's heck, the whole thing a, about heck, it. Even I'm watching it. Exactly. Yeah. If Jim, if me and Jim are watching it. The rest of y'all are fucked up. Especially the ones who bitched about not having DBZ on the damn block in the first place. So you well, can kiss my ass. I would have preferred the original. Honestly, I would have preferred the original. But with Kai, that's fine too. And I'm still watching it, even though it's not my favorite. I'm still See, watching it. See, you're, you're one of the people that we need more of, Jen. <laughs> People who aren't gonna bitch that it isn't the certain, the exact thing that they want. Although I had a, uh, I made a few tweets about this, about you know, more about how two-faced anime fans are. It's like, yeah, they demand something and then they don't support it. It's like, exactly. oh yeah, we, oh yeah, we have it. That's right. enough. You know, oh we don't need to, we don't need to support it because we got it. We want no, it. it. Once you get it, that means you have to support it. I mean, you're not going to buy a car and then not keep up the maintenance on it because guess what? Otherwise, the shit falls by the wayside and then your ass walking again. Exactly. <laughs> and these are the same fans that are going wor- gonna to wonder and start whining again what happens when, you know, if you don't support the block. Oh, well, we su- well, where is it? Why is it going away? Why isn't this? Why isn't that? Because you didn't support it. Exactly. And I don't know what we have to do to get this through most anime fans' heads. You have to support the shit that you want. Mm-hmm. Especially for something that's her- that's as horrifically niche as anime is. We want to think that anime is, you know, somewhat mainstream, that it's still, you know, that it's not a nerds-only thing anymore. Well, guess what? It, it still is. <coughs> exactly. For better and worse. And, you know, I still have to bitch at people about, oh, it's just a cartoon. Yeah, it's a fucking cartoon, but it's an awesome-ass fucking cartoon while your ass watching goddamn what the fuck that bullshit is. <laughs> I was like, you can watch Scandal, motherfucker. I will watch fucking anime. <laughs> Amen. Okay, who's pouring a drink without me? <laughs> <laughs> I assure you, it is only seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Liquor sense is tingly. <laughs> what will I mix with the seltzer, though? <laughs> Probably nothing. It's no my fun. tears. I'll mix my tears with the seltzer. <laughs> I call this Western Surprise. There's no alcohol in that. That's the surprise. <laughs> oh, that so... that, that's like uh, special bell peppers and beef. There's no beef in here. There's no See, beef. Where's the beef? Don't... <laughs> so you wouldn't really call it bell peppers and beef now, would you? Just be stir-fried bell peppers. <laughs> that is definitely not the worst Spike impression. <laughs> he sounds a lot like him when, he's, when he has a cold. I'm still trying to get over something. I'm, I have it on its last legs, but, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so You show that cold that is your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Uh, we have got this week on Toonami. We had our music video. Jen, Darrell, Duelist, you people have the floor. Dude, when I heard the video, I was like, 
oh shit, new video is the first thing that I saw. Then I was like, hold on, am I drinking too much or did I take too much LSD? Because I just fucking enjoyed. I enjoyed it. It, it, it was. I saw Bunny and all these other things that look so trippy, like a Pink Floyd um video. Yeah, Dark Side of the Moon, baby. Yeah, the realest is the Pink Floyd. I'm flipping you off, people. Yes, but it's always good to get a a good music video from Toonami. And they never disappoint. So thank you, guys. I enjoyed it, too. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, am I drinking too much? Am I drunk? What's going on? But I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was visually stunning, and, you know, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. And yes, you were drunk, Jen. Right along. Yes, with I know. I know I was. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it looks so much better when you're drunk, though. It's like you get a more profound look at things. Like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Then the colors wonder... are so bright, and everything just stands out. It's just so exactly. Great. Then you think about it, like, what was if I was watching this shit sober though? And oh, then he's I... like, Nah, never mind. Nope. <laughs> well, I was watching it with a healthy buzz, and I will definitely say the only thing that popped into my head was the 2001: A Space Odyssey stuff. <laughs> Only you, Jim. Only you. So we make uh, 2001 references two weeks in a row, then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there can never be too many. Nah. Duelist? Um, I, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a very interesting new uh, way of making a music video. And I definitely... Hunted down that burial track afterwards yes, and listened for, to the whole thing. For everybody at home, uh, Duelist, what was the name of the song? Because uh, I really, uh, I really feel I should make it a point to uh, uh, do this, to uh, you know, write this stuff down and let people know if they like it, so they can try and find it on iTunes. Something I do remember is apparently it was also used in the movie Elysium. Oh, which huh. I have not seen, but should. Okay. Uh, I believe the track is called Loner. Loner by Burial. Okay. Hey, if if all else fails, just go to Caboose Junior's YouTube. If anybody has it, it's gonna be him. Because no, 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 no. We we were talking about that one music video that no. happened last week, but there yeah. was another music video this week oh. that was. It wasn't one made by Toonami. It was a. Uh, was a. Uh, any idea who that artist was? No. I'm trying to. I can't remember it right off the top of my head. I mean, I see it, but I can't remember who it was. I should have wrote okay. it down. I want to say Atomishi or something like that. I know it had something like that in it. The track was AJS by Meishi Smile. Yeah, they even tweeted out that it was going to be on Toonami. Hold hmm. on, I, I didn't might didn't be able to find it. To okay, stall some more. Stall some, some more. Me and Jim gonna stall some more. Stall some more. Stall some more. Meanwhile, Darrell and I will harmonize. Nice. Okay, That's what now. black men like to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jim and Darrell show tune hour, people. <laughs> <laughs> another day, another destiny. This exactly. never-ending road to Calvary. See, the problem here is that DeMarco tweets too much, so now I'm... <laughs> you know what? Go never ahead. mind. We'll figure it out. We'll add it in post or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Get anyway. you got your work cut out for you. Yep. Yeah, I'll track it down and put it in the description or whatever. It, it, yeah. it's, I believe the artist is AJS, but mm-hmm. I'm not seeing the title. Okay. So anyway, um, that was a pretty awesome music video. 
can't remember the name of the song that was in it, but it was awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> The music was fucking awesome. And trust me, next time, I promise we will write the name of the song down. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> One of us will have to. It's okay. Drew, I'll be too drunk. Hey, God dang it. I don't get drunk. <laughs> okay, lies. You did not see the rum cake. <laughs> oh. I saw pictures. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and blame it on the various problems that we had with the call connection, but we seemingly forgot to do the trending list. So here it is. The United States trends for this week. Hashtag watch Toonami during DBZ Kai, Naruto Shippuden, and Samurai Jack. It reached number two. King Kai from DBZ Kai. Shenron from DBZ Kai. Spirit Bomb from DBZ Kai, Kagome from Inuyasha, Kikyo from Inuyasha, Luffy from One Piece, Zoro from One Piece, Hashtag Gurren Lagan, Rossiu from Gurren Lagan, Deadman Wonderland, Hashtag Bleach, Aizen from Bleach, Space Dandy, Dandy from Space Dandy, Hashtag IGPX, and Hashtag Samurai Jack. The worldwide trends were... Hashtag watch Toonami during Samurai Jack and Shenron from DBZ Kai. Thank you very much for watching and trending, and thank you Anime Savior for collecting this list and Ambient Virus for collecting the ratings. Now, unfortunately, this is the part in the call where I pretty much have to drop out to keep the call stable. Yeah, I wasn't too thrilled about that. But I knew I could hand the reins over to Jim to take care of the rest, and sure enough, he did. But don't worry, I'll be back for a little something later. A phenomenal event occurred in the skies which altered the course of human history. Four blazing swords! Thunder down! There is no hope for our planet if Goku doesn't receive King Kai's training. Meanwhile, Times Square remains in a state of panic and turmoil. This whole planet is going to go and he's This week, we have another year in the Toonami retrospective, and it was 2002. And this, we're also carrying 2003 as well. So, some highlights from 2002. We started off right with a night of New Year's Evil. Aired episodes from Dragon Ball Z, Gundam Wing, Tenchi Muyo, the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Don't, uh, don't uh, abbreviate that to MSG because that stuff is bad for you. And I'm a sodium blue to me. And Batman the Animated Series. Fans voted for their favorite villains on Tsunami.com back in your 2002 internet. Remember Roadrunner and 56K? Exactly. Majin Buu won receiving 46,276 votes. And during this block, Toonami aired the final episode of Mobile Suit Gundam as part of this event because Char Aznable was among the seven highest votes ahead of Joker, but behind Kagato from Tenshi, Sex Marquis from Gundam Wing, Raditz, Cell, and Majin Buu. 
Cell's still the best out of all of those. I don't care what any of you say. Fuck you, Char. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next up, January 21st through the 26th, Batman vs. Superman brought Batman and Superman back to the lineup, and there was a 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. marathon that Saturday. Viewers voted 54% in favor of Superman. <laughs> oh, fast forward 12 years, 13 years, and well... It would probably be about 80 to 10, 80 to, you know, 10 Batman with the other 10% uh, undecided. It'll be peanut butter for the undecided. More, more or less. Dragon Ball got a new batch of, episode in fe- batch of episodes in February. In March, Toonami Super Saturday expands three hours, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., featuring two hours of Dragon Ball Z and one hour of Dragon Ball. Adult Swim Action launches on Saturdays on February 24th with the Yu Yu Hakusho. Gundam 0083, Pilot Candidate, Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star, Tenshi, and Mobile Suit Gundam, directly following the ASA block running from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m., with an hour of Batman and Superman featuring Toonami Bumps aired as The Rising Sun from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. Definitely different than The Rising Sun I was used to back in the day. I remember watching Gundam Wing before a Little League game one day. That was the best day ever. Indeed. I played Catcher that day. Uh, kids... <laughs> Kids WB Toonami airs Scooby-Doo, once again furthering uh, Kids WB Toonami as not really Toonami. So April 1st was Joker's Day. Sarah and the Absolution's computers get infected by a Joker computer virus, but Tom is able to remove the virus in the end. So Kids WB Toonami actually aired a, added a Toonami show in Powerpuff Girls, which, that's more action than most shows that aired on Kids WB Toonami. Meanwhile in Townsville, <laughs> the city of Townsville. <laughs> Thundercats returned to Toonami for April 15th through May 31st. And on June 3rd, uh, uh, your favorite. Hamtaro. It's your favorite, Darrell. Hamtaro arrives expanding Expanding Toonami to three hours once again. And Powerpuff Girls returns to Cartoon Network Toonami for the first time since the original Midnight Run. And on June 28th, Kids WB Toonami airs for the last time. Which, well, hard to get sad over that. Hell, I won't even play Taps for that shit right now. <laughs> you play Taps uh, while submersed in diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, for what it's worth, though, I distinctly remember watching one on WB until, like, the proper block started on Cartoon Network and then switching over. Yeah, it was kind of a lead-in almost. I don't know, but I think a lot of us forget how big Kids WB was back in the day, but that's another story. Uh, Toonami arrives in Japan with a block featuring American animated series including Todd McFarlane's Spawn, Reboot, Shadow Raiders, otherwise known as War Planets, Batman, Batman of the Future, Batman Beyond, and the Justice League. And another fun, you all remember this movie, and you're not human if you didn't cry at the end of it, The Iron Giant airs on Toonami as part of a 24-hour marathon on Cartoon Network. It ran unedited. You know, most people didn't like Iron Giant, but I actually enjoyed it. You know, uh, that was a really, really good movie. And I think I still have my notes on my old computer about how um, Crispin Freeman had it fit into the superhero uh, versus uh, superhero mythology between... uh, the United States and Japan, superheroes versus giant robots and stuff like that. Yeah. And quick, it's, it's, quick, it's kids, man. So yeah. you know, it's yeah. cool. 
Quick side note, guys, if you're going to um, Momocon, go see Crispin Freeman's mythology panel. He is bound to have one there. And if you don't go to Crispin Freeman's mythology panel, you will forever regret it because those panels are fantastic. Anyway, back on topic here with uh, 2002 Toonami. Zoid's Chaotic Century slash Guardian Force is what we got. And, well, I don't know where you stand on Zoids. I never watched it. I love it, sir. I thought it was pretty damn awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, in a move that will make Paul forever sad, but we're, trust me, we're glad he's not here for it because he'd talk about it for ten hours. Love you, Paul. Uh, we get Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Gundam fight! Ready! Go! So Toonami gives power to the people to vote on the first movie for the return of in-flight movies. The People's Choice is Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, a Cartoon Network premiere. And Power to the People was also held in 2001, allowing viewers to vote on one returning show and Outlaw Star 1, besting Batman, Superman, and Reboot. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Do, 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 do. I have the power! <laughs> that premiered as a movie, as did Transformers Armada. And he and He Man and Transformers continued airing on Friday premieres and on Encore on Super Saturdays, along with an hour of what else? Dragon Ball Z and the original Dragon Ball. Super Saturdays moves from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. to 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. We got something new, another total immersion event, trapped in hyperspace from September 16th through the 20th. Tom saved Sarah from a virus called Swayzak. Not Swayze, Swayzak. There were no roundhouse kicks involved. Roadhouse. <laughs> roadhouse. <laughs> roadhouse. <laughs> uh, so, on October 14th, in the United Kingdom, the first Toonami-inspired network is born. It's called CNX. Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z start new episodes. Toonami drops Batman Beyond and Zoid's Chaotic Century to allow for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z encores. See why I didn't really like Dragon Ball back in the day? Yep. Because it took over the entire block. Calm down. G.I. Joe! A real American hero, seemingly picked up on a whim, joins the Midnight Run. And then Super Saturdays cuts back Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball one episode each to add an hour of G Gundam. Which was fucking awesome! Yeah. yeah. More G Gundam is always good. And yes, then on December 28th, to bring 2002 to a close, Samurai Jack... Super Saturday's Marathon marks the first airing of Samurai Jack on Toonami. And to that I say, yay. Damn. <laughs> so that brings us to 2003. But actually, before we get to 2003, what were your thoughts on 2002 that you might remember of it? And we'll start with you, Jen. Oh, I don't know. No, you don't? I don't. <laughs> and here I was being chivalrous by saying ladies first. Sometimes <laughs> I'm sorry. It can't always, it can't always be ladies first. <laughs> uh, we got to get Jen involved a lot. So, oh, yeah. We don't get involved, all right? People love her. Yes, so, they do. So uh, I guess we'll go with you next, Duelist. Alrighty. Uh Well, I'll say one thing at the very least. Uh, I love G Gundam. It was probably my gateway into Gundam series because somehow I missed Wing due to either just not having Cartoon Network at that point or what have you. But <clears throat> you should feel bad about that. Yeah, I'm I'm not 
saying I don't, but <laughs> no, I want you to feel suffering and pain. <laughs> no. You're wrong, and you should feel bad. <laughs> exactly. I need to hear remorse in your voice from the top. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Are we talking about liking G Gundam here or just how Gundam long it took me to missing Gundam wing, but actually, you know what? We aren't talking about that. We got to talk about G Gundam because well, if we don't talk about G Gundam for 10 hours, Paul will have all of our heads. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I do personally own, uh, all of it on DVD. I actually have the first three box sets and the last three singles. Cause I couldn't find the fourth box. Mm. Um, I actually just finished rewatching it with my roommate too. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can objectively talk about it a little. A little um, bit. Make it fast. <laughs> yeah. That's what you uh, said. I've actually been like watching through all the Gundam series, uh, the UC stuff in chronological order, and the uh, AU stuff like G Gundam whenever. Uh, I will definitely say that as far as Gundam series go, G Gundam is not really a great Gundam series. It's... Shut the fuck up. Yep, uh, let him talk. Okay, okay, sorry. It, it's you. a good, like, DBZ-type show, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying by that. Yes. And I, and I can understand why I really liked it mm-hmm. when I was younger. But as far as being a Gundam show, honestly, most of, like, the mobile suit battles aren't even that great. It's, it's a lot of Domo and finishing people off with one attack. Hmm, sounds like any given John Cena match. <laughs> but but that being said I thought it was a uh, thank you Darrell for that oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, boy should I sh- sh- <laughs> if y'all don't know what we laughing about I turn my camera on <laughs> I had a note that said fuck you <laughs> but uh I, I do think G Gundam was a great addition to the Toonami lineup in fact one of my favorite Toonami lineups includes that as a show mm. but that lineup's from 2003 so we'll get to it later right right um <laughs> I think that G Gundam, while you kind of have to talk about it in the same way that in the same vein as every other Gundam series, because it bears the name G Gundam is it's at the same time. It's kind of not fair to talk about it like every other Gundam series, because not only was this the first Gundam ever to be created outside of the universal century, it was also the first Gundam to really adopt conventions of the super robot genre as opposed to the real robot genre, which is what Gundam created. So I think so. Um, and really Gundam G Gundam is so cheesy. I can't help, but love it. Especially when, uh, Domo and Kashu's, uh, shining finger music kicks in and everything. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree with you that the cheese makes the show, and it's delicious. It really does. It is quite hammy. It is quite cheesy. It I, is like, a delightful ham and cheese sandwich. Just give me a little hot sauce on it, and it's I, perfect. 
Honestly, Told you Jim was black. Told you Jim was black. <laughs> can't, I can't really imagine trying to watch that subbed just because of how cheesy the dub is and how I feel it adds to the show. Well, Japanese, now here's actually a little trivia for you kids. Japanese acting by its very nature is really hammy because it's derived from um, no plays where there is no speaking. Or actually, no, it's not no, it's uh, kabuki. So it's Kabuki plays where there's no dialogue. And so they really have to, you know, use uh, rather grotesque and um, over-the-top gesticulations to tell the story. And that it has somehow bled into the actual voice acting where you're not actually, you know, playing a character on stage. But it still kind of comes out in their acting. If you can, So, like, if you can really tell how reserved in American performances versus a uh, a Japanese performance, it's because they are influenced by the conventions of Kabuki theater. So there you go. So there's your trivia for the day. And that also explains why it sounds like the Japanese is more passionate because, well, it's actually legitimately hammier because that's just how they are. They overact. <laughs> Darrell, I think that's your cue. <laughs> what yeah. you got for us with G Gundam? Basically, G Gundam to me just felt like it was what happened when WWF was still cool, hooked up with Gundam, and just went out <laughs> drinking at night. And you got this crazy little, sh- you got this little crazy show. Let's go to Earth and just fuck shit up. We've been have a wrestling match, and we don't care where we do it at. <laughs> but you know, basically, it really, it was really a great Gundam series to me. And next to Gundam Wing. I would say G Gundam and Gundam Wing are like side by side as being my favorite Gundam series together. Mm-hmm. But G Gundam, it was just like, it was different because this time nobody was really getting killed. And, you know, you still had your little love triangle, whatnot. But this time it was just a, it was just a different take on it. Like you said, it took side out of, you know, you know, UC which is something totally different and unheard of in Gundam history, but the super giant robot shit made it just fucking awesome to me. I don't look at it as a mech, but I look at it more as Tetsujin, which is the giant robot, um, you know, iron robot, you know, yes. genre. Tetsujin 28, yes. Yeah. Can, can I say one thing about Gundam? You can say yes. a lot of things about Gundam, because I was just about to get to you. Go ahead, Jen. I just wanted to say this chick does not like big robots. Sorry. No. 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 You know not what? at all. You must He's... not be a fan of my Skype icon then. It's Megas XLR. XLR. Yeah, no, I actually did like Megas XLR. I well, you like giant like robots then. No. no, I didn't like the robot part of it, no. <laughs> uh, you know what? We're going to have to talk about this in the human resources meeting. <laughs> That's oh, fine with I'm, me. You know, fuck that. I'm like, you, you show tonight. <laughs> no gender or discrimination whatsoever. Everybody gets <laughs> So anyway, now that we've had our fun with G Gundam and 2002 in general, time to move on to 2003. So, January 4th, the final four episodes of Zoid's Guardian Force aired from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. after He-Man and Transformers on Super Saturdays. On January 9th, TMR airs for the first last time making way for the Midnight Run, TMR, airs for the last time making way for weekday Adult Swim, because Adult Swim was this newfangled thing back then. 
Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Hack Sign joins Toonami on Super Saturdays. I told you all! I told you all! Actually, no. I take it back. Sorry. Had Dot Hack Sign joins Toonami on Super Saturdays at 3 p.m. airings, bumping off one episode of G Gundam. This is the last Super Saturdays block lasting only for the month of February. On February 19th, the WB Network is removed from the Turner Broadcasting umbrella and is now back under the control of Warner Brothers Television. On February 24th through 28th, Giant Robot Week. Oh, I love that so much. Featuring oh, Neon on. Genesis Evangelion, Martian successor Nadesico, Die Guard, Robotech, airing episodes on th- of the season that didn't air on Cartoon Network. I remember it was the new generation. Gigantor, yeah, lowbrow pilot, and a presentation of the Iron Giant. That I was really awesome. wish we could. I really wish we could get Giant Robot Week back, man. Yeah, but if there's one thing that you noticed, all of those were actually from uh, ADV. All of those were ADV uh, shows. So because of that, um, well, actually, here's it was uh, part of a deal, I believe, that um, Toonami struck with ADV. But, you know, that, that was really the only stuff we got from them on, um, on Toonami. So March 1st, we also got Saturday Video Entertainment System with the Samus Aran knockoff. It launched on Cartoon Network featuring He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Transformers Armada, Dot Hack Sign, Gundam 0080, Dragon Ball, G.I. Joe, Zoids Zero, and Super Friends. That aired alongside Justice League, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! On March 3rd, Yu Yu Hakusho arrives and Toonami loses the third hour yet again. It kind of always bounced back and forth between 4 to 6 and 4 to 7 or something like that. 5 to 7, I don't know. I think it was more often started at five, yeah. Yeah, it was five to seven, then it was four to seven, and in and in and in. It was always stuff. So, on March 3rd, okay, on March 17th, excuse me, Toonami relaunches with Tom 3.0 and Rurouni Kenshin, a comic titled Endgame depicts how Tom 2.0 met his end after Orsalot Rex broke into the Absolution to steal Sarah. April 7th, the final episode of Dragon Ball Z airs on Toonami. And from there on, it's a crap ton of reruns. We also got Justice League and Cyborg 009. Coming up on September, Superior Defender Gundam Force, SD Gundam Force, or Super Deformed Gundam Force, and the final batch of Dragon Ball episodes arrive. And then also we got a Dragon Month of Dragon Ball Z movies, featuring Bardock, History of Trunks, Cooler's Revenge, and The Return of Cooler. And also, we got something very special. The week of September 15th, four Total Immersion Event IGPX miniseries. The fourth Total oh. Immersion Event. Yep. The original IGPX miniseries, which was like five minutes each. Which, oh, yeah, man. Which, what I wouldn't give to see those, even if it was just, you know, those little things. I mean, I've found them on YouTube, but the quality is like... Sucky. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The quality is about as good as watching it through a potato. <laughs> well, that's why well, you would... I don't know, man. It could be real good watching through a potato if it's Baca. That, that's why you would head over to Toonami Digital Arsenal that has all the total immersion events in the highest quality you can really find them. Hmm, That's good. In the features section. Yeah. Alrighty then. So, Samurai Jack arrives on the weekday Toonami lineup. Dragon Ball GT yeah, is exclusively on Fridays in November. And then Star Wars Clone Wars Shorts aired from December 1st through December 12th at 6 p.m. just before episodes of Transformers Armada. 
So, ladies and germs, what do you think of 2003? 2003 was a fucking awesome year, dude. It certainly was. That's, it that's basically. Ken- Go ahead, Jen. It had Ramoni Kenshin. Can't be <laughs> better than that. That's yes, my girl. Very, true. very, very true. It, uh, like I was saying, had one of my favorite lineups, being the one I believe that featured. G Gundam, Yu Yu Hakusho, Kenshin, and New DBZ. Yeah. My favorite uh, lineup was actually the ones that had uh, Outlaw Star, Gundam Wing, and Tenshi Universe. I think that was like 2000, 2001, stuff like that. Uh, uh, so I guess the... the oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to at least talk about the fact that I'm really glad that Toonami got that Cyborg 009 show. Yeah. And aired it because I actually really liked that show and it's kind of gotten screwed over at the very least in America Mm. but I don't know that it's gotten great treatment at least the 2001 series Mm -hmm. overseas either because you just you cannot find copies of it no you can't they didn't really print it (laughs) yeah Sony did not release more than like eight episodes over here yeah which I feel is a damn shame that's downright criminal like and you can't even you can't even find like le- you know you, you couldn't even find like illegal subs of it honestly yeah. it's uh honestly the, the the collection i have including like my actual dvd that they released is there's tsunami broadcasts of it in bad vhs quality or like all you can find of some episodes it's it's really unfortunate because for anyone that actually managed to watch that i thought it was a really really good show yeah, it really was. A lot of people really liked Cyborg 009. There were a lot of good memories of that show. <clears throat> I really can't think of like a really bad episode, man. Like It pulled at your heart sometimes, man, when you saw the backstories and everything, though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was just kind of hurtful. Hmm. Was, it, was, it, uh, was it also 2003 that uh, Kakiter was airing on Adult Swim Action? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Um... Because I believe those two shows were like uh, Shotaro Ishinomori mm. designs or something, and they were very, at least, very similar in feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that they're both great underrated shows. Nice. So yeah, Kikaider. That one is always a pretty popular one. I gotta search that on like Amazon or something. But anyway, yeah, I'm already good. Good luck with that, because they're (laughs) out out of print Bandai DVDs that I'm lucky I even have all of. Yeah, well, you never know who know. Somebody might not know what they have. Like just today, I found uh, the thin packs of uh, G Gundam collections, and I bought that for sixty five bucks total. Uh, That was probably a good deal. Yeah, (laughs) it was. So. Um, we do have, uh, some more Toonami talkbacks regarding, uh, past Toonami memories. Ghosts of Toonami past, I guess you could say. Ooh. Long past? <laughs> <laughs> so this email is from Stephen Oz. Hey, Toonami faithful. I wanted to share my memories about Toonami. I used to stay up late and watch Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and that is where I seen a promo for Toonami the weekend before. That got me interested. I was not home on that Monday because my mother took me to a local McDonald's for a kid's day where the food was 99 cents. Luckily, their TVs were tuned to the Toonami block. On that day, I became a Toonami faithful. The shows I remember the most were The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, Thundercats, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, and Reboot. I do have to say, Toonami was more than a TV block to me. 
It was a friend at a time I had no friends. It made me happy when I was sad. And I still remember the day where my parents let me stay up for the tsunami full cycle. That was epic. Thanks for letting me share. Stephen Oz at MXA Ghost. Aww. That was a good story. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Makes yeah. me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Thanks for giving me warm fuzzies during this blizzard. Hell yeah. <laughs> Turn the fucking AC off, Jim, in Boston. We don't want that shit down here because it's cold. <laughs> we got an email from Tyler6. I watched Toonami from 2002 to 2006. I started watching again in 2012. My favorite memory from that time was when Neon Genesis Evangelion aired on Toonami. Hell so yeah, up. bruh. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. Preach it. So we got an email from Brian. Thanks for reading my email. Just to clarify, the lineup promos were gone in March of 2000. They went from having Tom do the lineup, Dragon Ball Z brings the pain at 5, the Ronin Warriors fight for our souls at 5.30, etc., to just do a rotation around the absolution screens with video from the show. This eventually just turned to a text on the screen simply writing out the lineup as the screens rotated. Tom, outside of the commercial breaks, maybe did one or two fan art segments or the odd game review. All the commercials were done by Peter Cullen at this time, and Tom just became a button pusher. The kanji stuff was cool, however. Why they replaced that with the pipes, I have no idea. All this changed when Steve Bloom replaced Sonny Strait. Great show. Keep it up. Brian. All I can say is, man, the, fact that, um, the fact that Tom became a button pusher, dude, you gotta remember. This is Peter Cullen, man. This is motherfucking Optimus motherfucking Prime, dude. <laughs> Even Tom had to step down for that, dude, because Peter Cullen is the fucking shit, man. <laughs> I was so fucking fanboy out if I met this man in person. Hell, like I'm fanboying out right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I remember the rotating uh, monitors and stuff, and I actually just thought that added to the ambiance. Ooh, so. college word. Yeah, that was me. I just that was how I thought. I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And then I liked uh, the later bump uh, in the Tom Two era that was just silent and it had later and it was just flying through space. Remember oh, that yeah. one? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was creepy, but I loved it. Like I said, just added to the ambiance. Well, due to uh, technical difficulties on my part, I'm going to go ahead and blame the storm on the opposite coast. I don't know if I really can, but my internet's never been that bad before. Now, I really wanted to talk about 2002 and 2003, and because of that, I decided to record an additional segment with myself, Duelist, and our friend, Soul. Hey, hey, hey. It's it's a bit of a Absolution Sessions reunion. It seems like it. Yeah. Uh, to remember the good old days of Toonami. Mm, indeed. Now I guess this is the uh, the uh, my inaugural um, uh, introduction to the podcast, though formally, I mean uh, properly, have you? Yeah, I suppose so. I think you've come up in in conversation, but you haven't actually been on in any capacity. Ah, yeah, yeah, and I I am definitely happy to finally be on the podcast. In a, in a weird, informal way, because not everybody else is here, so... Yeah. Why don't you start us off, Sol? What did you think of 2002? Oh, boy. I mean, 2002. 2002 was one of those weird years, because uh, initially, it seemed... I think th things seemed to start off real well for 2002. Oh, Weekday-wise, we were kind of a bit iffy, though, because... 
man, we had what at, at the time I think 2002 was just in terms of my memories. The, the big initial memories of 2002 I have were like just Dragon Ball, DBZ. Uh, I do remember quite a lot of uh, Batman Beyond reruns, which that that show I, I almost prefer that show over the animated series in a lot of respects. And then um, outside of that, I, I know I remember watching a lot of Zoid Zoid Zero, not Zoid's Chaotic Century. Sadly, I don't have a lot of memories of that. What about you, Sketch? Uh, specifically Zoid Zero and Zoid's Chaotic Century. Not much yeah. memories <laughs> regarding either. Oh, oh okay. Because I do remember even seeing Zoid Zero, you know, on at like 6 a.m. on Cartoon Network. You know, I think that might have even been prior to it coming on Tsunami because I know it did run on just regular Cartoon Network You're beforehand. thinking of Chaotic Century. Oh, really? Yeah, I, you're, you're I, well, mixing I, them up. I, well, no, I do remember uh, Zero did air uh, outside of Toonami as well, though. Um, Very likely. And then, yeah, and then otherwise, I mean, um, I don't even remember if we really had much of, uh, we didn't really have really any Gundam until, well, a little bit later, but initially, I don't remember a whole lot, just a lot of Dragon Ball <laughs> and Dragon Ball Z. I think that's what mm-hmm. most people, I think that's what most people remember about 2002, though, isn't it? It's like a lot of, a lot of that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In terms of tsunami specifically, um, I guess another big thing for me, and I, I guess it is pretty related, is uh, should we should we talk about Adult Swim action? Sure. Because uh, yeah, I think 2002 was one of those years where I'm like I didn't watch a whole lot of. Adult Swim, besides you know Dragon Ball and you know what I had previously mentioned. Oh boy! You watch a whole bunch of uh, Toonami, you mean? Well, yeah, in general, besides those specific shows, and I guess, well, I guess like you said, you know, like I had said, it's kind of what it was uh, for a while. But boy, oh boy, you know when uh, I think uh, I'm looking here right, you know, it's February 24th. You uh, Adult Swim action launched. Sat on Saturday nights from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's a, a good little three-hour block, so I think uh, we can't complain too much about what we got right now. But you had uh, the introduction of on American TV of Yu Yu Show, and for me, Yu Yu Show was one of those shows that I I really instantly gravitated towards, and I, I'll talk about it a little bit. I won't talk about it too much right now, but it was one of those shows I just instantly gravitated towards. I mean, Yusuke, kind of adolescence, kind of angry street punk kind of thing. It's just something I kind I still, I, I felt much more relatable towards him instead of someone like Goku or even Gohan for that matter. I felt much more relatable to him. <clears throat> but, you know, <clears throat> outside of that, you still had uh, some uh, Toonami mainstays make their return on Adult Swim action. Um, namely, uh, Outlaw Star and Tenchi Muyo, which that was great. And, of course, you had Cowboy Bebop on Adults from Action. But, of course, I think it had uh, premiered a year... Um, I don't know. I don't think it was exactly a year prior, but a couple months prior, just on regular Adults from Sunday nights. So, and I think we can all say, you know, adults, when you first see Cowboy Bebop, regardless of how much you love it or just... Uh, it's, it's a good show. You still are kind of blown away by it. <clears throat> what, about, uh, what about you, Sketch? Any... Uh, any initial 
thoughts on Adult Swim action when it happened? I really liked Adult Swim action when it first started up. Uh, it was, it was kind of like an edgier adult tsunami. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, that was exactly what they were going for. I feel. And now yeah, we know with... that the people that worked on Toonami did do the packaging for early Adult Swim. Yeah, and I think that's noticeable because, of course, you had, like, specifically show introductions. So Yes. Yes. That's and then too... I think, you know, yeah, and of course, you know, uh, the block itself had general packaging to go along mm-hmm. with it and, like, show-to-show kind of thing. So Yeah. Plus, that's where Gundam moved, Mobile Suit Gundam moved there, and they premiered 0083 there and mm-hmm. a few other shows that were apparently intended for Toonami like Pilot Candidate that ended up mm. on Adult Swim action and you had Outlaw Star and Tenchi which yeah. was certainly some of my favorites at the time uh, Oh yeah. interestingly yeah, enough I didn't watch a whole lot of Cowboy Bebop back then oh yeah now here a weird thing um, and in my head uh, in my head and I, I'll just mention this briefly in my head I remember I was at my grandfather's uh, one weekend, uh, or it was maybe even a Friday night, um, uh, and I remember seeing Cowboy Bebop. In my head, I keep, I even till this day, knowing knowing full well that it wasn't on Toonami. I, I, it, that memory is of seeing Bebop, but on Toonami. I don't know why I have this weird weird memory of that but obviously i know for a fact it didn't happen unless it was some weird stealth premiere i don't remember but ah yeah it was, it was a really weird thing as i keep in, in the back of my head thinking did that happen or did it not but i don't know i mean was there was there ever any rumor of a stealth premiere for bebop on tsunami not to my recollection yeah i, I have mean, heard people say something along those lines that that really that happened at one point but yeah, I mean, I would love for... Maybe I should bring it up on Twitter with some people. If but I, I can chime in for a moment, I'm pretty sure Bebop never aired... What are we talking about? Like, on the mid-right run or something? Yeah, uh, yeah more, more or less. But like I said, it, in my head, it's like this foggy memory. And it almost feels like maybe it could have know. been like a weird weird stealth premiere. But I mean, there's <laughs> there's a, an old fan Toonami promo floating yeah. around from well, yeah, I know during that, that time. Yeah, I know that, but it was specifically like I remember it's like it's eleven o'clock Central Weird, Time, or eleven eleven thirty, whatever, and like it's dark out, so you know all this, and I have this memory. But again, moving yeah. on, I guess we we'll kind of move on from that. Did any of you ever watch the Rising Sun two a.m. to three a.m. Batman Superman? Because I, I didn't even I know think- that was there. Yeah, I really didn't. That just seems really, really weird that they would even call it um, Rising Sun, you know? I just want to know if it actually aired with the bumpers, because it sounds I would like assume. it may have. Yeah, I um, would assume it would. It, it did. It had essentially the Toonami intros, but then, like, the Rising Sun-like card at the end of them. Weird. Hmm. Yeah, like, I almost feel like it would be, like... It wasn't really promoted. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Speaking of stealth airings, uh, if I'm, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And from what I'm understanding, was this, this, this aired apparently after um, yeah. Adult Swim Action. It aired yeah. exactly after Adult Swim Action, which makes sense if you think about it, mm-hmm. because William Street was working on Adult Swim Action, 
So why not throw a little tsunami at the end of it? Because they were just going to return to regular Cartoon Network programming at 2 a.m. anyway. Mm. Kind of ease out of it, I suppose. Yeah. But that's that's kind of cool. The thing I'm noticing about 2002 is there were a lot of events. Special marathons. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, the April 1st Joker Day. New Year's Evil, mm-hmm. of course. That, But that now, was, was that, sort was of that, a tradition. Yeah. Now, was that at the end of 2002? Uh, New Year's Evil was at the start of 2002. Oh, okay, yeah. And that was the uh, viewer's choice New Year's Evil, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty cool. I, I remember that vaguely. I, I have more of a memory of the Garlic Jr. New Year's Evil, sadly. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. It was... As far as programming goes, it seemed like kind of a slow year for Toonami. But at the same time, you had the Midnight Run going. You had Rising Super Sun. Saturdays going. No, Rising Sun was gone by then. Oh, well, oh, that, okay. well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More or less, okay. That, that Rising Sun. And then, of course, we did have the Midnight Run still. So. Yeah, we still had the, the Midnight Run, and we had Super Saturdays. And the block was two hours at first, and then... With the death of Kids WB Toonami, thank you. <laughs> then it came really back to, to three hours, that. but I don't know. It was kind of a <laughs> kind of a careful what you wish for moment when kind they of. got the three hours back. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't it just like another hour of Dragon Ball? Right? Uh, no, Dragon no, Ball. actually, it was all oh. all different programming. But it started at four p.m. with Hamtaro, and they. Uh, added in Powerpuff Girls to kind of make filler. Mm. Which, you yeah, know, which Powerpuff it's... Girls is fine and all, but Hamtaro, we which can I... all agree, well, maybe a good show, not mm-hmm. a good show for Toonami. Which I, I think when you think about it, I think uh, Powerpuff Girls is a good transition from Hamtaro into, I guess, I guess what was what came after Powerpuff Girls? I guess yeah. DBZ, right? Kind of the baffling thing with that is, if I recall correctly, Sailor Moon was directly before Toonami at that point. So Weird. you almost wonder why Powerpuff Girls and Sailor Moon weren't swapped. That, or, or even you know, even better yet, you know why Hamtaro was yeah Hamtaro the- exactly. Yeah. But, uh, and I guess like, I, uh, one good thing, uh, like you mentioned, we had a lot of events, uh, which is this weird kind of thing. I, I see a certain certain number of I don't want to say a certain number of fans, or certain fans, I see kind of complain on Twitter that you know. Toonami, you know, we got all we've got the shows, but there's not enough quote unquote Toonami, you know, on the block, you know. But I guess in 2002 we, we had a lot of you know Toonami centric things happening. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was it was a pretty big year, all things considered. Even though the main lineup kind of felt stale, or really mm-hmm. felt stale to be honest, until. <laughs> Yeah. Summer when Zoid's Chaotic Century Guardian Force came along, and then Mobile Suit, uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam. That was good stuff. Uh, yeah, the other the, and, like the one super thing I always Batman. What the heck? <laughs> Go ahead. Just, I just wanted to say one thing I always found unfortunate is that I'm pretty sure that classic Zoids there never got a full run on Toonami. It. It, it aired from the beginning multiple times, but they did. never yeah. finished. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, they did finish it. Uh, I they, remember the promo. Well, they, they did not air all the episodes. They did air the last four as the final four event that oh. one time. Well, that's... But well, it I, never... I, kept thinking, I, I, still, <clears throat> I still kept thinking that they had aired everything prior to that, though. No. Hmm. What hmm. happened was it was airing at, like, 6 in the morning on Cartoon Network weekdays, and it kept skipping the last four episodes due to a glitch or something. Mm-hmm. So it somehow ended up being a tsunami event just to finish the series off. Mm-hmm. But Which then tsunami I, I, didn't I, I, play all the episodes themselves. No, I am like ninety nine percent sure it did not. Wow. Yeah. I, I guess I'll kind of wrap up my thoughts on two thousand two real quick. I mean, I think two other big things that did premiere, and I remember watching both of them. Um, and I guess you'll kind of hate. Me. Both of you kind of hate me for saying this initially, and I think everybody else on the podcast will as well. Is I didn't watch a whole lot of G Gundam when it premiered. No, uh, I didn't I... either. Okay. <laughs> See, now here's the thing. I think I watched more of Transformers Armada than I did, you know, uh, G Gundam. Oh gosh, I think of... I have to admit that too. <laughs> yeah, and of of course I, you know, He Man, He Man, you know, you can't. I remember back when I was a kid. You, I didn't even like you... Transformers Armada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I still watched it because you know you had Colin's narrated promo, and you know it was uh, new you know, and shiny. Yeah, exactly. But and he then, man uh, was he... The top man. He man was awesome. Yeah, yeah no, I, I still remember joking. You know, as a kid, he was like, oh, he man's gay, kind of thing. That was still, I think, you know, people did back in the eighties too. But uh, he man was still a pretty badass show. So agreed. That was. That was pretty sweet watching that premiere as a movie and then a whole new series. And man, it was really good. That was entirely unexpected because, you know, the old show's corny. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, you know, silly. I mean, it's decent for the time, but. eh. Yeah. And I think you guys had mentioned it on, on the show before. I mean. But, you know, Thundercats, you know, I think owes a lot. You know, the Thundercats reboot in 2011 owes a lot. Definitely. Owes a a big lot to uh, uh, He-Man. Because as soon as that came out, and arguably also Transformers Armada, there were more and more companies going, oh, these 80s properties, people love them. We should revive them. So they revived Ninja Turtles. They they started work on reviving Thundercats, and it took until 2011 for it to air. Man. And then I guess the only other big notable thing that we well, there's two big notable things we both should definitely we should all definitely touch up on. Uh, one I think is I don't know which one is bigger than the other. Uh, number one, I guess I guess I'd say Tramp trapped in hyper uh, hyperspace. Uh, the third total immersion event happens, and that one, of course, you know, uh, going by the trend of uh, what was the uh, event prior to trapped in hyperspace? I forget. Lockdown. Lockdown. Yeah, you know, it goes from the trend of, you know, each event kind of got smaller. Here's the thing about Trapped in Hyperspace, is it kind of felt like a rehash of Joker's Day when he uh-huh. infect when uh, Joker virus infected the Absolution. It's like, oh, look, another virus. Granted, yeah, a lot more work went into Trapped in Hyperspace, but yeah, it kind of felt like retreaded ground in a sense. It definitely did. I mean, it, it helped that, again, they did make... Uh, some cool little uh, games that you can play on CartoonNetwork.com, but eh, still, it was still kind of a eh kind of thing. But you know, it's still again neat to see. Mm-hmm. 
And how and about then, them uh, picking guess... up GI Joe out of nowhere? <laughs> oh yeah, that now that happened uh, towards the that yeah, was, I guess that still happened in uh, September of that year. And then I think GI Joe didn't that run until like the midnight run got canceled. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. Actually, Here, here's my question over. though: Was that actually picked up, or was that a show that like Turner owned and just decided to throw on? Randomly? I know no, Turner no, that, didn't own it before then. I feel like, and a lot of people joke that one day Ted Turner went, "I want GI Joe." <laughs> yeah, and then it was because it later yeah. played on Boomerang and uh, SVES and and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I th- I think I believe that was actually the last lineup for Midnight Run was G Gundam and GI Joe and before uh Whoa, what a G block. <clears throat> yeah, that before that Adult Swim like, moved to weekdays. Should have called it the G spot. Oh. Uh, what uh Yeah, I mean, personally I, I don't know which one I would prefer. I definitely would say I preferred having, you know, Adult Swim on 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 weeknights, especially because, you know, back then, of course, we had uh, Adult Swim action during weeknights, so it was a, a fitting compromise, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I At that point, they stopped using the Midnight Run for really creative things. Mm-hmm. And Adult Swim was the more appropriate place to put shows that were not safe for weekday Toonami. So, mm-hmm. so I think that was a, I, a good trade. Yeah. I guess uh, a big thing, the last big thing in 2002 we should definitely touch upon is Giant Robot Week. That's 2003, uh, bro. Oh, was it? Oh, I kept thinking it happened in 2000, but it was early 2003. Yeah, it's early 2003, so we'll cover that in a sec. Now, I think the thing that we should definitely mention is there was a freaking Toonami channel born in 2002. Well, it wasn't exactly the Toonami channel yet. It was called CNX, and it had, like, live-action kung fu movies and stuff but it was largely toonami inspired and later became a toonami network in the uk which was for better or worse i guess but uh it was all of our dreams at the time they're like oh man a toonami channel how awesome is that yeah yeah, definitely i guess uh, i've kind of rambled on quite a bit what about you duelist what about like some of your your big highlights from uh, 2002 well on just a personal note for a moment, um, I was watching the Thundercats rerun that aired that year just because it was something to watch and I hadn't seen it previously. And unpromoted, I tuned in to watch that like the next week and there was Tenchi and I had not seen Tenchi up until that. And I was... Pretty grateful they reran that because it ended up being one of my like favorite series of series, so to speak, and probably a gateway into a lot of other series that were, you know, more mature focused, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> not really what I meant, but uh, other than that, uh, yeah, they're. Zoids airing on the network at that time in general. Did uh, Zero air that year too, or was that yeah. Zero? Yeah, yeah it for... Zero aired most of its episodes in 2001, but there was yeah. a little bit to finish up in 2002, I think. 
Now, I'm not entirely certain if if Zero aired all its episodes on the block, but I think it would have been easier to do. Yeah, because it was only 26. Century. I I will say that I know that Zoids came out of nowhere, airing at like 4:30 before the block. Yeah, that is true. And I had tuned in early one day, and I was like, what is this? This is like anime outside of Toonami, but I'm rather enjoying it. And, well, eventually decided to just put it on the block. Ah, Zoids, one of the best toy commercials. It really was, though. Yeah, besides Gundam. (laughs) I'm I'm still kind of surprised that the rights to Zoids have more or less lapsed in uh, the U.S. We never got Genesis. Yeah, they, they we were supposed that, but, uh, to get Genesis. Yeah, well, well there was a lot. There was a lot of things we were supposed to get on Jetstream, but never did. I believe Fusors aired for a while on SVES, and I remember uh, it being pretty terrible. Something, oh yeah, Fusors terrible. Uh, no, something that I, I feel like I I must have skipped over at some point. When did the reactor happen? Uh, oh, that was like two thousand. 2000 that could have even have been late 2002 i mean no, excuse me excuse me that could have even been late 2000 uh no no i think it might have even been prior it might have happened in 2000 like late wow. 2000 uh maybe yeah no, i think yeah no i think the, the reactor initially happened in late 2000 and then uh, uh, i remember trying to watch dbz on dial-up <laughs> oh geez oh yeah. that was horrible uh, it was either that or download fan subs. <laughs> evidently, the reactor launched in April 2001. Oh, okay. According to like the I guess I should have covered that last week. Oh, well. <laughs> Personal and, uh, bad. <laughs> I guess it initially launched in April, then they relaunched it in November with... Uh, exclusive stuff like Star Blazers, Harlock Saga, and Lotus War. Record of Lodos wasn't yeah, Pat yeah. Labor on there at one point. Uh, apparently, they aired that in or they added that in February of 2002. So I guess we could talk about that. Oh, hey, sweet. <laughs> uh, I I wanted to watch more Pat Labor, but trying to watch things on the reactor was difficult. Yeah, <laughs> I think I had AOL yeah. at the time. <laughs> yeah, yikes! I don't even remember what I had back then. <sighs> Not, no, it wasn't good. And I guess, I guess Reactor went away in August of 2002. Well, thanks for clearing that up. And the Toonami Wikia, it's useful, I guess. It is. It's <laughs> far, far, far more useful than the Toonami page on Wikipedia. Yeah, indeed it was. So, thank you, Toonami Wikia. Actually, I, I got a lot of information from that site for this particular retrospective, along with Jeff Harris's uh, CNX, <laughs> X Bridge, yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh, his wonderful timeline, which covers most of these events. Which it's but like I think it's not very that. Ac- yeah, it's not really that accessible anymore, though. Like he's kind of taking no. it away. But if you, know you search get- tsunami timeline on Google, you'll find it. Yeah, I nice. always do. Good going, Jeff. Now you know my secrets. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I would be concerned if I had any concern whatsoever if that he actually listened to this podcast <laughs> oh uh so um another thing that happened in 2002 that we didn't mention um 
in the like very near the end of 2002 on December 28th. Uh, Samurai Jack premiered on Super yes. Saturdays. That was the first time Samurai Jack ever aired on the Toonami branding. Mm. Which you'd think would have happened sooner. <laughs> but I don't know. There was something about Cartoon Network at the time that they wanted to keep Samurai Jack and Justice League separated from Toonami. I don't have any idea why. But yeah. they happened That's, eventually. Well, no. Yeah, I think it was very much at the time, maybe, and this is just a theory, I think even uh, the Cartoon Network uh, higher-ups mainly wanted Toonami to be more of an anime-focused block, but you never know. Well, certainly by the time Hamtaro showed up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's anime! Put it on Toonami! Except for Sailor Moon, we're going to put it right before, because whatever. And that must have been, like, right... I think uh, Sailor Moon must have lapsed. I mean, the whole Sailor Moon debacle happened probably around that time, though, too. Yeah, I remember hearing a rumor that it was just, like... It was getting so many more views than, like, Hamtaro that they pulled it. They pulled it off. I, I, I don't really understand that logic. You'd think that maybe they just opt to either move Sailor Moon later or, you know, wrap up that extra half hour even which doesn't seem that odd nowadays at least i just i don't know man cartoon network did weird stuff sometimes i'm not could argue that they continue to do (laughs) yeah definitely i'm not quite willing to believe that rumor but at the same time i'm a little willing to believe it it could have been the case that they just didn't renew sailor moon yeah I like that Toonami rolled with the punches and made the most ridiculous promos and yes. stuff for Hamtaro possible. The Hamtaro promos. Not to mention having glorious. Peter Cullen say "kush kush." <laughs> A hamster with mad skills. That almost sounds like something that could have made it into the uh, the black hole mega mix, or not the black hole mega mix, but the supernova mega mix. That that seems like something that could have made it in there. Yep. <laughs> That I do wish that that had made it in there. I wonder if they have some of those old recordings. Oh, they they obviously do. I mean, if they have IGBX recordings, yeah, they, they might have some of that older stuff too, just hidden away. Good point. Well, I think yes, we've, hidden. We've mm. talked enough about two thousand two. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and tsunami came to Japan with all American stuff. <laughs> the irony. Pretty cool that they played Todd McFarlane's Spawn, though. Yeah. yeah I even, I, I'm not sure that could even air on uh, uh, Adult Swim actions, though. Like, I mean, well, I guess it could. Honestly, I think, I think could. that would be more of an issue of trying to negotiate the rights and if it's new enough and people would care enough at this point. Well, yeah, I don't think anybody really cares Warner about Brothers. So. Well, so should stuff like all the Justice League shows. So. Yeah, yeah, but they don't have the argument of, well, we wanted this to be marketed to young people. But then again, they are making those other uh, DC hero animated things and not putting them on Toonami. Yeah. And then again, to be fair, like Duelist said, I don't know anybody who even gives too much of a care about Spawn today. Like, That's <laughs> nobody, true. I, yeah. Yeah, it's it's time for relevancy. Has 
definitely past that animated series anyway. Indeed. So I guess we should move on to 2003, shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. I loved 2003. Well, at least half of it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, hey, more uh, more hey, than I, half of it. More than half of it. Well, no, no. I, I would probably say I, I would argue that I probably, I, I liked probably more than half of it. Like as a whole, as a year, not just for Toonami, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is the dot hack sign joined. That was cool. It was kind of yeah, strange to have a like mid Saturday premiere. <laughs> cool four weeks. Yeah, yeah four I mean, weeks. And, <laughs> and then let's also be fair. Like I, I haven't really even got around to rewatching dot hack since probably back then. Uh, but it, it is it's, it's an interesting show. It obviously uh, paved the way for other trapped in my trapped in an online MMO anime so that that's a that's a thing this is the and part then, when somebody has to say Ooh, the light novel came out around the same time as that was coming out yeah 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 and then uh, let's not forget another big thing about dot hack is it had one of the best promos <laughs> ever <laughs> Well, maybe not the best promos ever, but like, but it had one of the best the player voiceover. in the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wish they had used yeah. that for Sao. Uh, yeah, or there was another another line. It's like uh, uh, I forget. Uh, there, you would have to hopefully maybe you can uh, throw in the the audio of the promo in because it's just that good. The only thing he can't do is log out. Yeah, yeah, that was it right there. Man, I love that. That was great. Now I want somebody to take that audio from the dot hack sign promo and just put it to Sword Art Online. Uh, hey, Duelist. I, like, I think that... I contemplated it, but I didn't. You should I, do it I, now. I... You should do it now, dude. Do it. <laughs> I'd get uh, so many views. You would. You definitely yeah, would. Yeah. <laughs> so... Arguably the most mind-bogglingly cool thing that happened that year, besides Toonami's later revamp, was Giant Robot Week, in oh, which yeah. Toonami dared to play Neon Genesis Evangelion at 4 p.m. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and to be fair, it more or less worked, but of course you had massive edits, like editing out Pen Pen for some... Well, I don't want to say for some strange reason, but... Uh, you you could have kind of edited around, not cutting him out completely, but yeah, yeah, oh, it, it was kind of a rush edit job. I feel obviously, uh, along with Ava, they played Martian successor Nadesco, Die Guard, episodes of Robotech that hadn't aired on Cartoon Network before because they were the other Robotech series. Uh, Gigantor for the first time on Cartoon Network and mm -hmm. Toonami got to play the Lobro pilot aka the pilot from Megas XLR and the Iron Giant finished off the week and I, I have to give Toonami full credit for introducing me to Die Guard because I really like that show yeah which, that which is to be definitely fair, I think. a show I've meant to get around to watching all of I, I really think it would have done well on the block had they aired the whole thing. I think Martian's successor in the Desco would have too. That yeah, yeah, yeah it would like, have really. And to be fair, I think uh, we can say, for better or worse, you know, they d definitely introduced a number of people to Evangelion. So yeah, yeah, they definitely and, did. And, 
Looking and back quick, on it, it was a fairly odd stunt. Yes. Yeah, and now, quick uh, quick side note about Giant Robot Week and Evangelion. If you went to Toonami.com during Giant Robot Week, oh, there, oh. There, there were ads for end of Evangelion DVDs on, on CartoonNetwork.com. I also yeah. seem to remember them including Big O stuff, even though it was not on the lineup. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Among other things. Yes, you can find at the end of Evangelion on Cartoon Network's shop. That's just marvelous. Oh, it was, the, it was the actual. It was it was the actual shop you could buy it from. I think, I think so. so. I think so. Oh man, I, I can only imagine if there were actually you know some soccer moms. And you know that movie was oddly rated. <laughs> like it was rated, I think twelve plus. Oh God. Oh man, I, I wish. I wish. Jason or somebody back that like just people remember if, if they ever got mail for that. Like, <laughs> um, I'm sure according to him, they never really got mail for anyone picking up unedited Tenchi. So I don't know. Oh well. Oh okay. Well, that's good then. So. Wow. So so I guess, go ahead and continue on with uh, your thoughts on 2003. Yeah, I, I, something I kind of I kind of uh, jumped the gun on, but uh, um, on March first of two thousand three, uh, Network launched the CVES, aka the Saturday Video Entertainment System, uh, which included He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Transformers Armada, Pokemon, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, as well as Dot Hack Sign, as Zoid Zero. As well as uh, later on into the night, you had um, G, uh, G.I. Joe and Super Friends. I, I do specifically remember, you know, those shows, G.I. Joe and Super Friends, later on into the night. As well as, uh, I think later on that year, um, you had Knights of the Zodiac. <laughs> that that wonderful dub premiere at like 10, 10 or 11 p.m. that night. Which I walked along the avenue! <laughs> Which was really sad. I think that show probably should have premiered on Toonami, but I guess it was one of those things where they they realized the dub wasn't that great. So yeah, I <laughs> think so, and it did so bad that it 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 did so bad around seven p.m. ish that it moved to the tail end. Yeah, okay, because I remember. I don't. I don't even. Knights remember of the Zodiac was a colossal mistake in so yeah. many ways. As first, you're bringing over Saint Seiya, a beloved property that. <laughs> That never really had any. It, it never really had a fan base in America besides the hardcore. So you bring that over, and it's old. So kids don't like it because it's old. And then you hack it to bits. So the original fans don't want to watch it. You have nope. no audience for that show in the way that yeah. they presented it. Ridiculous. The, you know, I think, which is the irony now today, a lot of people. Too big fans of, uh, well, more specifically Sentai dubs. But then later on, uh, back when uh, Knights of the Zodiac premiered, later on, I think even that year, um, ADV picked up the rights to it and dubbed it uncut, and it was a, it was a pretty entertaining dub. So I never really got to hear that dub, but I would like I, to. It was it, it was pretty good. I didn't watch the whole okay. show or an episode. Though the irony is, if they had released Saint Seiya like that back in the day of DBZ, it would have done fine. Yeah. 
People would have liked it. It w- it could have been as at least as big as Ronin Warriors. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I guess that's the point. It's like I too little, too late. I think nice as though yeah, came around or yeah, too little, too late. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking and of too guess, little, too late, when uh, Adult Swim Action eventually played Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, hey, at least the, the movies did pretty yeah, well the for movies Tsunami. Yeah, the movies well for Tsunami. I would actually argue that if they did put on a remastered version of Evangelion, like an HD remaster, it would probably do all which right. Which is happening. Yeah. Yeah, which is happening later this year in Japan, but who knows what's going to happen with the rights to that. I, I guess the touch up on uh, CVES real quick is uh, the packaging for that was just, that was just really cool. It wasn't Tsunami, but it was, it was still really cool. Yeah, instead of Peter Cohen, you had uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah. Mark yeah. Hamill was the narrator for those bumpers. <laughs> and you had the fake Samus. Oh, yeah. That fake was, Samus yeah, so slash was, Master Chief. Like, I would argue that, like, when it premiered, um, I liked, I mean, I watched, I think I watched CVES, like, pretty much every night it was on, honestly. Like, <laughs> I really, I don't think I watched everything, but I remember watching a lot of it, though. Yeah, I, I watched uh, SVES. Well, yeah, I mean, didn't it air from, like, 7 till 2 in the morning or some yeah, shit? I, if yeah, not yeah, later? It was, yeah, it, yeah it was really awesome. Yeah. What so, about you, it uh, had, like, every action show, including whatever, like, Toonami was not airing or didn't have room for at the time. Yeah, Plus new much. episodes of Justice League. <clears throat> new episodes <laughs> of a lot of things. You had, like, New Cyborg 009 on there, I think. Well, we'll, no. we'll, we'll get to that, I guess. No. Oh. No. Well, well, we'll get to what went to CVS <laughs> in yeah. a minute. So. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you yeah. Do you have any uh, initial thoughts of like when uh, CVS premiered Duelist? Well, I do recall a lot of people being annoyed because it seemed like it was taking away a lot of the... Uh... Thunder from Toonami? Yeah. Uh-huh. The thunder, the programming, the effort. Uh-huh. Yeah, it seems like one of those things where, in retrospect, sure, people didn't really like the idea of it, but in retrospect, it was still pretty awesome. Yeah. I will say I'm attempting to remember how early we knew that Toonami was going to be moving to Saturdays versus if we were getting bent out of shape that uh, they were airing stuff like like Dragon Ball Chronicles. Yeah. As well, the that last was 2004. Oh yeah, I'm I'm jumping ahead. Ultra Sorry. Panic Mode happened in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, what's unfortunate is that seems to be happening again. Mm, but maybe yeah, also been no. wrong this time, so. Yeah, we'll see about that. But I did like the idea of uh, Saturday Video Entertainment System. It was a neat blog with cool bumpers, which I believe was also done by William Street. Yeah. <laughs> but that was only the beginning for Toonami's year of uh, t- 20... <laughs> 20, I would say. <laughs> that was only the beginning of Toonami's phenomenal year of 2003, because oh. shortly after that block launched... Uh, Toonami did lose its third hour, but it gained the likes of Yu Yu Hakusho, Roni Kenshin, a brand new look, the final episodes of DBZ, and then it just continued on with the good stuff. They added in Justice League reruns, they brought in Cyborg 009, uh, such a glorious spring through s- summer into fall. Uh, yeah. Into real, fall. Well, real in, quick. If into I can, fall. Real quick, if I can like interrupt. 
the, the thing. Uh, no, no. Me, let, me, let me milk this a little bit longer. This is one of my favorite stretches of time in Toonami history. I recorded the whole oh, okay. block, at least most of the block. Maybe I didn't record G Gundam at the time. And, it certainly um, contained one of my favorite lineups, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. With uh, Kenshin, G Gundam, Yu Yu Hakusho, New DBZ, throwing in yep. 009 at some point. Mm-hmm. Good, good, Just some good stuff. Good, good television. And 009 kind of came out of nowhere. It literally did. It was announced, I think, maybe like two weeks beforehand, and everyone was like, what the hell even is this? I had actually seen it in my Japanese class in high school. I saw like two episodes of it, and when the it came, two thousand one one, yeah. And when okay. it came to tsunami, I was like, "Oh, sweet! I want to watch more of this." <laughs> and I did. I quite enjoyed that show. All I know is I went in blind with the tsunami promo telling me what it was about, and I ended up loving the show. It was a pretty sweet promo. Really oh, yeah. wish I could own it. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> Only get to have eight episodes. I'm going to go start <laughs> knocking on Discotech's door every day. <laughs> hey, Discotech, Discotech, get Cyborg 009. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, to say it was a fall. Well, it was a fall. It. Things kind of fell in the autumn of that year. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. Well, they, they played some sorta. DBZ movies. They did the IGPX miniseries, which was really cool. Uh, oh, Samurai yeah. Jack arrived for reruns. That was cool. Yeah. And mm. and I think arguably a lot of people, I think, even would consider the IGPX miniseries to be superior to the actual series. So yeah, yeah. there's that. So. There, there is that. So probably the biggest... <sighs> It, it isn't actually such a bad show, but we all got real, real sick of Superior Defender Gundam Force. Well, oh, yeah. it did only get like eight runs, so yeah. I mean... Hey, hey, they had to sell those toys. And to be fair, if it was it was up to us, I think we would all agree we would much rather see um, SD Gundam than, uh, well, Bakugan or Beyblade oh, oh, or something sure. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. At least SD Gundam was watchable yeah and it actually it got increasingly better so i was a little bummed this, this that we is not the second is, season this is not the time for me to be airing my guilty pleasure about the original Bay blade series so i'm just going to skim over that i never watched that yeah. like, i never watched Jet Jet X. X. whatever <laughs> yeah and then dragon ball gt came along because that was inevitable uh grand tour step into the grand tour dragon hey. ball gt <laughs> and to be fair though like when that when gt premiered i, I think everybody in like my middle school that i knew who watched toonami like, this is everybody like who watched like just especially you know everybody was hyped for it Everybody was excited for yeah. it um there's this joke i, I had even said uh I'll tell you guys. It's like I remember. There's this one guy. It's like this one kid's like, yeah. The only rap music I even like is the opening of Dragon Ball GT. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. in retrospect, yeah, that and that's a, that's that was a serious thing. So it's like, wow, that was funny. 
But I mean, and that, that, to be fair though, you know, when GT premiered, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty cool. Like, you know, as a kid, anyway, I, it was. Oh my god, it's not the end of Dragon Ball. What? Uh, so. Yeah. Goku's a kid. Uh, that's stupid, but okay. Uh. It was just one of those. Huh? This is different. It's kind of. <laughs> it's kind of all right. Well, and to be fair, it did help. You know, they were only airing the early. You know, it was, they were only airing it once a week. Yeah. And, and they skipped fifteen <sighs> episodes to begin with, which may or may not yeah. have been a good idea. Oh uh, well, hey, you have to have the lost episode somehow, right? <laughs> but um. Yeah. yeah, the the fall wasn't so great. Plus, I wasn't too keen on Transformers Armada at the time, and that was added to the weekday lineup at the cost of DBZ and Cyborg 009. Yeah, oh, I was not happy about man. that. Not happy at all. I remember people being constantly annoyed at characters in that show. <laughs> what was that one kid's name? Was it like Carlos or something? Yes, Carlos. And I think he also voiced Kira Yamato yes, eventually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, and then... ED must on, uh, find the Minicons. Yeah. Well, and he did voice uh, uh, one of the, the main leader in uh, the Band of Seven in Inuyasha. If he was also with Ruling Warriors. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. And that dude... Yeah, I think... It was all I think his name is the, I think his name was uh, Matt Hill. Yeah, it was Matt name. Hill. Um, that's an interesting. <laughs> I suppose we so kind of I, glossed I, over uh, the introduction of Tom 3.0 because that was kind of cool yeah. that they did that in our comic. Yeah, depicting the uh, demise of Tom 2.0. Once again, Sarah needs rescuing. I it I don't want to read too much into that, but it's it's kind of offensive, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. I think in retrospect, you could make it seem like it's offensive, but... Tom is Mario. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sarah is the princess, and that's why oh, Tom's yeah. not getting any. Oh. <laughs> Here, Tom, I baked a cake for you. You need to take this cake and shove it up your hardware. Now, come on, Sketch. You know that Toonami only ships them as far as the Absolution. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. that was a good oh one. man oh. hey demarco I mean, liked my joke so that's all hey, and, i like it and to be fair I like it and to be fair we, to be fair, we did kind of gloss over you know uh you know that that revamp in general because i mean that was one of those promos the promo that long promo with colin's yeah. voiceover that just kind of blew you away you're like whoa and because I mean, it was the first time you saw Tom three and the the absolution with I think Mark three at that point and then it was just I just blowing you away. Something uh, we did gloss over that I did want to mention was you Hawk the show did not actually uh, yes. premiere with the revamp. It actually premiered like two weeks prior. Kind of feel I, like they just did that because they really wanted to get it off Adult Swim right away. Yeah, yeah it sounds like I guess so. So. We it also recycled the uh, Adult Swim action custom intro they had at the time. That's with just a new not... card. Because <laughs> mm. uh, if you remember at that time, ASA was using custom intros. It, it was, yeah, I think we mentioned that. 
Some, something else that uh, I do want to mention, kind of the, the last big thing I mentioned was something that, of course, definitely upset me, but uh, one big thing was uh, Roni Kitchen did not finish its run on Toonami. It was uh, pulled from Toonami from apparently gaining, like, I think there there was an issue of uh, they may have received letters or something. Yeah, it may have been a little too violent. For Toonami, yeah, which was... A bit sad, but it did end up moving to uh, CVES, finishing its run, or at least you know the the, the run most people care about. Up, uh, so yeah, that was the uh, Tokyo arc. Kyoto, yeah, the Kyoto, Kyoto, Kyoto. yeah. So, and you know, at least that did happen. And uh, I remember, though, I do remember watching you know DBZ and G Gundam, you know G Gundam, DBZ, Yu Yu Hakusho, and Kenshin all back to back. I mean, it, that was just such. It was just such a marvelous thing because it was all of those shows were just mm. so good, and uh, man, I yeah, still I think it's a crime that Toonami did not get to. Well, you were just talking about Kenshin, weren't you? I zoned yeah. out for a second. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is a crime that they didn't because Toonami actually, I believe, at William Street, they went about editing that show all what seventy, ninety something episodes, and they only got to play. About thirty really? on Toonami, and then about twenty more on SVES, and then okay, you have the rest any, do you have any? I think you have any. You know, do you have any citations for that? Because I mean, from what I had heard, you know, the big issue was, you know, into the the season three, which is by most Kenshin fans is you know known as the filler arc, the filler season. Um, the big thing with that is Religion. that. that yeah, there was a big yeah. Christianity like, arc. I so. believe they skipped an earlier episode called To Save a Small Life or something that involved like a priest being somewhat corrupt. I Yeah. Probably. But I it, think they also know, skipped at least one episode of uh Cyborg Zero Zero Nine that was similarly themed. They did hmm. something, skip an something about a And people a dog, thought it was going to air on uh S V E S, but it never did. Yeah, which, I mean, that's weird, so I would love to know if there's any citation for, like, that rumor, or, because that, to me, that just sounds like a rumor, that they had edited all of Kenshin. Well, maybe they didn't just, edit the last batch. I, it would kind of seem pointless to do so. Yeah. But, and again, and at the time, uh, Adult Swim, uh, uh, William Street wasn't entirely sure if it was a good idea to put it on Adult Swim or Toonami, and allegedly, they went after Kenshin because... Inuyasha was deemed too problematic to put on Toonami because of Stabby Stab. <laughs> yeah, which is very ironic. <laughs> yes, they it is. Went ahead. I mean, it's ironic for multiple reasons because, you know, uh, it went on to air on Adult Swim anyway, and then, of course, now that we know, you know, it, it's on Toonami as of now, you know, it, you know it's finale, so... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think sure, there, we'll there's... Bit, we'll kind of, yeah, I think there's two big show, two big things to, to, to note. I think with that is, I think yeah, Kenshin should have been one of those shows that went to Adult Swim, and then uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, in my opinion, and I think a few other people's opinions should have. Yeah. Should, well, uh, you don't think? Well, I'll, I'll ask in a second, and I'll kind of wrap up. I was just gonna say, like, man, if they could air Kenshin now. You, well, yeah, but it that's a whole other bag of worms. Whether or not they could get to the rights, the rights. It's, it's that it's, dub. 
it's really not new enough that I feel they should try it at this point. I'm just saying if they could have aired it as uncut as they could have probably today, it would have been. Yeah. And then, yeah, another thing I was going to say is I, I definitely wished that Yu Yu Hakusho would have stayed on Adult Swim. Mainly for the simple fact that, hey, at least they would have aired all of it. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you guys covered this, but do you guys remember how they went and uh, made Hakusho less censored for Adult Swim, only to flip it back over to Toonami? Yeah. Uh, more censored? Like, I remember specifically they edited uh, Yusuke flipping somebody off back into the Adult Swim broadcast. Mm. So that almost makes me wonder if it was originally intended for Toonami, and then they decided, no, we need you as additional programming for this action block. I don't know. There were certain things that were still in there that I don't think would have been okay for Toonami in 2002. Maybe not. Mm. They they definitely did... Uh, Borrow some Toonami shows for that block, though. Like, oh yeah, Pilot, Pilot Candidate, Candidate was obviously edited for Toonami. I don't think Toonami really needed that show, though. Nope, 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 nope. Adult Swim action can have it. Think, yeah, I don't think anybody needed that show. <laughs> Nobody needed that show. You know, the thing I remember most about that show is the opening and the fact that Joshua Seth was in it. Mm. Joshua I, Seth I was in never... a lot of things back then. Yeah, I never remembered. Uh, I don't remember that show at all. I don't. I don't think I ever watched it. <laughs> hmm. I think we've said our piece on two thousand three. Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. It was. It was more good than bad. I'll say that much. Oh, for sure. It was definitely more good than bad. We all just got a little worried towards the end there. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a bit. A bit. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me for this supplemental segment. Not a problem. Anytime, sir. Sol, do you want to tell the people where they can follow you or whatever? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, if you would like uh, to follow me on Twitter, I am at SoulfulIdealist uh, on Twitter. Uh, I do have a Tumblr, but uh, nobody cares about that. And I am currently uh, having a little fun side project that I, I'm, I might uh, pull into something bigger at some point uh, on Twitter. Currently, I may make a Tumblr for it, and uh, it seems like it's not gaining a whole lot of steam right now, but hopefully it will at some point. But as of right now, it's just kind of a fun little thing I'm doing uh, on Twitter. It's at AS Music Fan Club. Uh, so it's the Adult Swim Music Fan Club kind of a little joke that initially started with a few friends that, you know, we're all big uh, big fans of the music that William Street, uh, of course, puts out, uh, be it on Adult Swim, Toonami, or, you know, themselves. So uh, I'm currently kind of highlighting different things that they put out, uh, you know, be it in bumps or, uh, of course, you know, remix albums, which uh, Adult Swim dropped one uh, just today. So definitely uh, check that out if you're interested. Sweet. We now return you to the rest of the podcast. Our next email comes from Ben Erickson. Predictably, the recent news of Toonami losing its last hour has many fans reaching for their bug out bags. This reminds me of a football team being up three touchdowns and then panicking when their opponent scores in garbage time. It isn't good, but it's also not good. 
something to lose sleep over, ironically enough. What I mean to say is Toonami has so many good things going for it right now. This small and quite possibly temporary incursion will not be our undoing. Whether it be from the Bridge of the Absolution or the streets of Atlanta, the streets of Atlanta, there are steady hands at the helm. So whether you stay up late on Saturday nights or fire up your DVR, sit down in front of your TV and enjoy some world-class animation. And most importantly, Toonami fans, stay faithful. From Ben Erickson. Now, see, that's a fucking fan right there. Yeah, that's how you do yeah. it. That's a lesson that's to that's a lesson to all of us. So, our buddy from Malaysia, from Muhammad Faiz Daniel. Sketch, Paul, Darrell, Jim, and all of the other Toonami Faithfuls worldwide. What's up? Long-time Toonami Faithful podcast listener, first-time email contribution, FD here, hailing from the beautiful country of Malaysia. You don't get snow over there, do you, you jackass? <laughs> <laughs> fucking jealous as hell. Give me some fucking balut, goddammit. First of all, I want to say, if you're pissed off about the Royal Rumble, other than hashtag cancel WWE Network, go hashtag watch Toonami instead. I don't know what the Phillies would react if the Seahawks lose the Super Bowl. That's two straight weeks of total anger from the Phillies after what they saw at the WWE Royal Rumble recently. No offense to those living in Philadelphia, and if I did, I apologize. That's just my opinion. Toonami-wise, when I heard of the news of the removal of the 5 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. slots for Toonami for the next two weeks, it made me feel a bit sad, but yeah, it also happens, so deal with that. However, what made me disappointed was Jason DeMarco mentioned that poor ratings was the reason for the cut. If I recall, most of the time, the back end of Toonami did quite better than the average viewership on those three time slots, especially during the last hour of Toonami, 5 to 6 a.m. Also, remember when you guys did mention about everyone felt that Toonami will be a full anime block eventually? Well, in two weeks, that'll become a reality. It's actually a reality right now, buddy. Which, I already said I'm not a fan of that, but I think we could save that for another time. Personally, I would retain the 5am and 5.30am slots since Toonami did perform decently on those time slots right now. However, I want to advise Jason DeMarco here is to reduce the reruns. Let's face it, just like WWE today, Toonami nowadays felt a bit too stale with all those reruns and such. Sure, you have a huge fan base for shonen shows, I can get with that. But in some cases, reruns just decrease the interest of fans to stick around to the block, especially Bleach. Bleach had their job done on the block, so there's no need to rerun that in the middle of nowhere, thus reducing the risk of first-time viewers getting lost when they start to watch that series on Toonami. Give a fresh perspective to the Toonami block by listening to those selected great ideas by smart Toonami faithfuls. Air new animes that have been aired recently to give Toonami something new and fresh that viewers can entertain. For instance, air animes like Tokyo Ghoul, Parasite the Maxim, Magi, Akame Ga Kill, Assassination Classroom, Durarara 2, and other newer Japanese animes that are perfect for Toonami. Give endorsement to American cartoon artists to make new and revolutionary American action cartoons that suit to what Toonami wants and what the viewers will want. Do like what IGPX did, did that have become a great Toonami memory from the Toonami faithfuls. That'll pique even more interest for anime fans to turn on their TVs and watch Toonami. In conclusion, I'm a bit bummed about the renewal, removal of time blocks, but hopefully Jason can listen to the viewers that Toonami really need to step up their A-game. As we approach Intruder 2 soon, I'm really hoping 2015 does not end sourly when all's said and done, as we are expecting Toonami to do well, not as revolutionary as when they first started, but hopefully to be as amazing as that. That's all for me. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Faiz Daniel. Until then, this is FD reminding everyone that if you don't break your limit, it'll break you. Bang. <sighs> hey, I think you need some oxygen out there, bro. Hit me, hit me. I think uh, he, he, he made a good point, though. 
Yeah. He really did. Well, but... I mean, a lot of that stuff is out of their control when it comes to exactly. ratings. Um, and I believe Jason made mention of that. It's like, hey, there's nothing we can do when it comes to ratings. Well, not just ratings, but reruns. Reruns. Yeah, and a couple yeah, of those anime that he named are Sentai, so uh, good luck with those Sentai um, works right there. And, <laughs> and, 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 most of those haven't even been dubbed yet. Exactly. So we can't get those yet because we don't do subs on Toonami. Yeah. Well, we did for that one Space Dandy episode with Planet Boyfriend and Planet Girlfriend. That was the first <laughs> time we got subs. Yeah, we also had the uh, subs for uh, Black Lagoon, but yeah. uh, he was there too. But uh, uh, Rock was there to translate. So exactly, if you smell what Rock is cooking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bacardi rum. <laughs> <laughs> from Blatch, the pulverizer was from Dead Man Wonderland. I'm disappointed that none of you realized that, unless his name was something different. But I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. Yeah, that's the Pulverizer. I forget his uh, proper name, but yeah, he was the MMA guy that was going to kill Ganta, and, well, he got killed. So, yay. Yay. Phantom Star 162 can't wait to see Kill a Kill on Tsunami, and that music video felt otherworldly. Also, as a side note, what are your thoughts on the new Nintendo 3DS XL? I actually had the pleasure of playing that in uh, GameStop today when I got my uh, eShop gift card for to, for to get... Uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy on Friday, and um, it's actually really nice. The uh, that second uh, analog nub that is on the uh, upper right hand part of this uh, thing, it works perfectly. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, it reminds me of an old uh, laptop trackball, like the like you know if you had a laptop in like two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that. Uh, you know it would have a track, one of those stiff trackballs that somehow worked, and you don't know how. I know what you're talking about, <laughs> but um, it's one of the it's another one of those things where you actually have to get it in your hands to say it to understand it. Nintendo's been doing that a lot with their consoles recently. Get it into their hands, and then it's like, oh, I get this now. You know, at least that's what I re- that's what I remember uh, talking to people about when they were asking about the Wii U during my last days at GameStop. Hey guys, this is Phantom from Twitter. I thought I'd chime in on my opinions on the soundtrack for Kill a Kill, which is amazing. I mean, I've tried to watch it subbed, but it never worked for me. But I can't wait to see it dubbed. But in regards to the soundtrack, I'm sure it will sound just as good as uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U. Also, on that note, complete coincidence that I predicted Kill a Kill on Thursday last week or on that talk back for this week's show but yeah keep up the good board guys can't wait to see more of the podcast later so tyler six yet again and this is our last email want to know what i want to see on the podcast all of you get drunk on podcasts so we the fans could see your true colors and in interviews with creators or staff on tsunami or anaplex or funimation or viz media also, Paul needs to stop getting mad at people who think you guys are the real Tsunami. You never know if the people who ask are new to the podcast or just trolling you. The next time someone thinks that, just take a nice drink of Jack Daniels or Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade is shitty <laughs> freaking No, alcohol. you don't want Mike's Hard Lemonade. No, 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 no. no, no. If I wanted alcoholic lemonade, I would just make my make uh, Girati. There you go. If you guys want to know what that is, go to thedrunkenmoogle.com. Besides, every. Wait a minute, hold on. We speak our minds anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I mean, I, I ain't even drunk half of the time. I drink, but I'm not drunk. <laughs> well, cons- I'm drinking well, on the podcast, but y- you know I'm what? not inebriated. You know what, Tyler? Um, as much as I would love to have a Tsunami Faithful drunk cast, um, <laughs> the the problem is we are kind of in the public eye, especially with regards to um, with regards to the actual Our- Tsunami crew. So to do that would be career suicide for all of us. So yeah. And we kind of be no more podcasts. Yeah, well, and I wouldn't say go that far, but guaranteed, um, somebody we would all say a lot of things that Darrell would regret. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> you mean you would regret? Yeah, exactly. Darrell would regret nothing. <laughs> like I said, uh, like I said, we would all say a lot of things that Jen re- would regret. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You might be kind of drunk right now, Jim. <laughs> Go home, Jim. You're drunk. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But you know what? Um, we will make lemonade. But you know what? Uh, speaking of lemonade, we will make lemonade out of what's been going on recently with uh, Toonami. You know, you get life gives you lemons, squeeze them into the eyes of your enemies. So uh, throw salt in there. Yep. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Okay. Unfortunately, um, Sketch, who started the episode, um, was not, is no longer uh, with us because he's been having internet problems. No doubt the internet server load has gone towards the people who need it, us here in the Northeast and in uh, the Mid-Atlantic. <laughs> so, um, for, those of you for, who wanna, <laughs> for those of you who want to follow him, he, you can find him at Sketch1984 at Twitter, on Twitter. At sketch one nine eight four, and uh, yeah, that's uh, I don't remember all of his other information, but I figure I should at least give you his um, his Twitter handle because he was kind enough to try and uh, help us halfway through, at least get halfway through the prog- the podcast. The podcast. The, the podcast. Yes, <laughs> I have not been able to talk today. I blame the snow. All throughout the day at work, whatever, I have just not been able to talk. So. It's just been that kind of recording night, I guess. So um, we're going to start it off with Duelist. Where can they find you, good sir? You can uh, check out my YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash G. And you can follow me on Twitter at heartofsword75. All right. Wonderful. Jen. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Tarzana. And also I have an Ask FM, which is at Tarzana as well. Please send me questions. I'm getting nothing from you people. Please send me questions. Yeah, send her questions and quit Please. <laughs> She's asking nicely here, people. <laughs> okay, and Darrell, where can they find you? Oh, yeah, y'all, baby. I know where y'all can find me. At a local <laughs> bar somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but which um, one? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> no, but seriously, you can find me on ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. If you want to ask me questions, you can do that at askf ask.fm slash ukami75. And if you want to send me some emails, you can do that at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com. I will not plug the thing that Paul has been plugging recently regarding Darrell, because I'm better than that. (laughs) Oh, I love you so much, Jim. Thank you. 
<laughs> hey, I never said I was a uh, evil sheriff. I'm a benevolent. I'm a fairly benevolent sheriff. Oh, thank you, benevolent sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> I truly shot the deputy. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the it wasn't the random guy that shot the sheriff. Shot the deputy. It was me. It was Jim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot the deputy. For the deputy is me, and by shooting the sheriff, I get promoted to sheriff. Sweet. <laughs> it's like That's mirror. It's out. like that Star Trek episode, Mirror Mirror. <laughs> oh dang, you went with Mirror Mirror. <laughs> Somewhere a Trekkie just jizz in his pants because you mentioned that episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can find me at Jim Nelson at tsunamifaithful.com is my email. Jim, uh, my Twitter handle is zero alucard twenty seven. As you know, that is also my Xbox Live handle. And if you want to join me on the Wii U, you can find me at RinOku95. Um, I'm going to try and uh, get on recently, but uh, don't expect to see me too, too much on anything other than Metroid because, well, once that comes out, I have to make up for lost time and beat the shit out of Metroid Prime. All three of them. <laughs> and uh, finally, before we truly sign off, we have some housekeeping procedures. You can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Podomatic and also on Stitcher because that works for all you plentiful Android people out there. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and tumble with us on Tumblr. Our Facebook address is facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast, And also find us on Tumblr at tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And you can also visit podcast.tunamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast. Okay, maybe not all of them, but you can definitely watch, find us there at podcast.tunamifaithful.com. It's also pretty easy to find us with all of our episodes organized on iTunes like that. Also, we're starting to post some episodes to SoundCloud, too. So if you want to check us out there, also uh, do a search for Tunami Faithful Podcast on SoundCloud. You might be surprised at what you find. So also, um, so Paul doesn't kill me, uh, we will, uh, we're also having our donation drive for Momocon, uh, search the Toonami Faithful podcast on Indiegogo, you will find us there, and this is not to, this is just to pay for us going to Atlanta so we can bring you the best damn content possible from Momocon because, well... It's turning into a tradition, and, you know, you don't want two years of tradition to go down the drain. You want to make it three and four and five and beyond. And beyond! To infinity and beyond! Thank you, Buzz Light Touch. Exactly. Oh, wait a minute, that was from a sex toy story. <laughs> <laughs> so, as Walter Cronkite once said, that's the way it is. On January 26th, 2015, for the Toonami Faithful Podcast... Thank you so much for joining us this week. Peace. We're out. Deuces!